0: Yeah, we My we, God, is it beautiful. It's so good. That episode 10 is one of the best episodes of anything I think I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this The Slave of the Scorpion is yes. one of the best episodes of anything, because like I'm loving that show all the way through. I'm like, this is a great show. I'm loving it. These great little episodic things. And then suddenly from out of the water plot just enters and yes. just like they throw all the plot at you they've expanded this world it's not just like a prehistoric world it's like actually it's this isolated prehistory kind of world and now you've got this other stuff over here where you have these these like ancient arab muslim cultures and there's a, a giant demon uh, lord who's gonna who's trying to enslave them and it's like oh this is gonna be amazing and yeah. then they they cut all that off before season two and i'm just flipping tables can't wait for it to happen oh super stoked about it i cannot wait for season two Uh.
1: there was i'm glad you quick question ladies and gentlemen what's the most precious resource in the world it's your time so why would you spend it on the news the donut is a news brand and they think the news absolutely sucks it's boring dry and negative so negative it's near impossible to read and not think humanity's doomed that's where the donut comes in They turn this time-consuming, anxiety-ridden chore into a quick, guilty pleasure that ensures you'll never be the boring one in a conversation. Their goal is to make the news quick, engaging, and easy to understand. And did I mention, it's all 100% free. They set out to design a better, faster, more fun way to stay up to date on the world's happenings. One that makes you feel smarter, happier, and more hopeful about the future. It's fast, fun, and 100% free. Subscribe today at thedonut.co slash cartoon. That's the T-H-E-D-O-N-U-T dot C-O. Hey guys, it's your host Julian. This week I sit down with resident cartoon junkie and the host of the Animation Destination podcast, Brandon Jones. We talk a bunch, and I do mean a bunch, of Gandy news. The importance of Samurai Jack and a lot about Primal. We also chat about our favorite animated and live-action fight scenes, and we get into the weeds over some wrestling talk. I hope you all enjoy this as much as I did, and go check out Brandon's podcast. If you like this one, you're going to love the Animation Destination. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What's In My Head podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and today I'm joined by host extraordinaire from the Animation Destination podcast, Mr. Brandon Jones. Brandon, how are you, sir? Thank you very much. I'm doing very well. Julian, how do, how you doing today? Oh, fantastic, man. So a couple of weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, I did, a, uh, I did a podcast collaboration with old Brandon here. And uh, it was a fun time. We went on there, talked some cartoons, talked some shit, had a good time. Yeah. Uh, and now he is returning the favor and coming on my podcast, man. So before we even get started, man, I would love to know how your journey started with Animation Destination
0: oh let's see um how did that all happen no that was way back i it's i'm an old man so i'm trying to think uh no it's way back in 2014 i think and i want to say 2013 just before that um the uh the comic shop around here the local comic shop that my friend brian barrow runs uh the destination uh he um I, i ran into those guys around 2012 2013 around that time um and he started doing a podcast of his own called nerdstalgia um running off of there and I was always just kind of like it was always in my head like I would love to do a like a website or something dedicated to animation that's always been like a thing of mine and I just never got it off the ground never really took that next step and everything and then I noticed that he's doing a podcast and he started to like get a bunch of like stuff for a studio and stuff and and he would was basically talking about like reaching out to getting other podcasts and doing kind of a network thing, so I was the first pitch. I just went up to him and said, you know, this is after we'd been friends for a little while, and I'm just like, yeah, I just want to pitch, uh, pitch the the ideas. Like, what would you call it? Is it an Animation Destination? Because it's you know the destination. He loved that, and I was like, all right, sweet. Um, and so we just started getting all that together. And uh, and during that time frame that we were getting it together, I looked for animationdestination.com, and it was taken by some rando who had like a blog that what had a number. Fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he hadn't updated since like, like 2000, like, like seven or something, but it's just this blog that's just sitting there. So I'm just like, ah, man, oh, well, forget it. It's, it's not a big deal. And then I just kept checking like, like year after year. And I think in 20, 2016, it came up, it came up for availability. Like just, I, I caught it when it expired and I grabbed it immediately. Yeah. Um. And then I just redirected that right to my, right to my, um, uh my podcast it had already been going for two years at that point but it was well before weekly back then um, weekly podcasting didn't happen until about uh i started in the weekly podcast uh let's say three years ago i started doing weekly so uh, hence why i'm not above 300 episodes having started at uh at uh, in 2014 but uh, that's kind of how it started. It just was a thing I always wanted to do. I had an idea for a website. Website idea is still on hold. I'm still trying to get that to go. And being a web designer by trade, you'd think I could get that up and running <laughs> a little bit faster, but it, it's hard to make that your hobby too. So, you know, a little bit rough. So. But yeah, that that's how I got into it. I just sort of like jumped on the DNN, and there there, uh, we all kind of made it our, our own efforts. And I'm the only one posting a podcast on that anymore. But uh, we're trying to we're trying to get more people on on to, to do some more podcasts on on the network. So it's pretty fun. That's pretty cool, man. And I love I, I haven't
1: I haven't done one of these at least as far as one of my episodes in quite some time. Last one I did. And uh, his name was Ricky Bang and the Spoiler Force podcast. Shout out to the homie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another one. If you if you love anime, if you love cosplay, if you love just that entire Japanese geek culture, man, that, that one's the, one of my favorite ones to listen to um and then I'll, I'll link you up with him because we, we i've heard some anime talk on yours and yep. it's 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 always fun to go on other podcasters because we're all trying to do the same thing it's networking at the end of the day man you mm-hmm. jump on one you kind of switch audiences and you have somebody else jump on yours and like i said you just trade audiences and you build you grow and then mm-hmm. through word of mouth i've noticed is generally how most people find this like you could share a hundred fucking you'd share a hundred different episodes or you could share this share that but generally when you go on somebody else's and, and you say, Hey, you gotta check this one out. If you like this one, you're probably going to like this one. That's yeah. when you start to see the real audiences build that foundation for your audience, your listeners or your mm-hmm. watchers, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, so I like doing this. I don't do it as much as I should. So I want to start doing this more often, um, yeah. because it's fun just talking to other folks. Cause you can talk to anybody in the animation field, pop culture field, comic book field, um, but very few of them have done podcasts. Like I've noticed that a lot of people I've had on, uh, haven't done a podcast before, which I thought was crazy. Cause I was like, God damn today in today's day and age, everybody right. has a podcast. Literally <laughs> everybody has a podcast. Right. Um, so like I said, these are always super fun to do. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of see, and we kind of heard how you got, uh, how you got to doing what you're doing. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I I hundred percent say if, if you like this podcast, you're going to love Animation Destination because I sit on here and everybody else talks. I chime in every once in a while, and if you listen and read the comments, people tell me to shut the fuck up quite often. So I talk <laughs> a little bit too much, but getting to sit here and 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 hear somebody that can do it solo and carry the weight load like you carry, like you have you have guests on and stuff like that. When you guys are doing your most recent episode, the ranking of uh, what was it, Love, Death, and Robots, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It, it, it's crazy to see how you do it I'm always I'm always at awe when there's folks like you that can go on there and singly just talk just talking to a microphone or looking to a camera and talk I'm like god damn I'm self-conscious I, I look at myself I'm like God damn I'm ugly nobody wants to see just me so I, I try to you know my tech guy goes and makes the camera smaller so they can just look at the look at the <laughs> guest I have on um, but like I said man if you guys like this one you're gonna love animation destination uh, they do it right over there it's strictly animation strictly just having a good time and having fun um, but some big news popped up usually I don't do any news because this one is going to be released a couple of weeks from now um, so it won't be as topical but uh, it's my favorite animator of all time man Mr. Gendy Tartakovsky right just right. signed a huge deal with Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers Studios man mm-hmm. uh, the same way people look at folks like Chuck Jones, Tex Avery, Bob Clamp at Walt Disney is that's how I look at Gendy Tartakovsky. I love one of your single episode or one of your earlier episodes you did. It was mm-hmm. a creator spotlight episode of mm-hmm. Gendi, man. So not so much just talking Gendi, but that entire era of Cartoon Network, right? So that
0: 90s era, man. How old are you in the 90s when when all of that's going off? 94, 95, 96. 94, 95. I was, ah, Lord, I'm 38 now. So mm-hmm. what is that? Um, well, I, I failed uh, math. About twenty years ago. So I was, I was I was in my teens for sure when Samurai Jack and all that stuff came out. And uh, you know, and uh, McCracken was rocking with Powerpuff Girls and stuff like that. So, you know, that 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 cartoon cartoon, I remember vividly being in my room and my my tiny television that's in my giant frame of that needs a bigger television. Uh I don't know, I, I like the tinier television for some reason. But um and and, and that was I'd, I'd, I'd air it all the time. I'd, I'd record episodes of Samurai Jack. I recorded all the episodes on a VHS. If kids don't Ooh. know what, what the hell that is, you know, that's a little weird ma- magnetic strip thing we used to record things on. Um, But yeah, yeah. Uh, Gendy getting that deal was, was, was a big deal for me because I just, I, I, it, he keeps going back to things, which is great. Like, like the fact that he got to finish off Samurai Jack, like that was, just freaking amazing! Like I couldn't believe that that was a you know that that was something we got to see because that was always just like a I will never see the end of Samurai Jack it was done you know like there's no way they're going back to that and then Adult Swim's just like oh yeah we're gonna just finish off Samurai Jack with a season five and it blew my mind and it was it was utterly amazing the first three episodes of that series of that Mm -hmm. season are mind-blowingly beautiful and and I don't know how they even accomplished it um but uh yeah it, it 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 hit all the nostalgia it hit all that that those moments of of uh, of his stuff you know dexter's lab was always a huge one when that was an element i was i was way younger when dexter's lab hit because yeah. uh tbs had uh had that block i don't know if you were old enough to remember that but tbs had a block that was dexter's lab and swat cats oh, and man. two and two stupid dogs mm-hmm. and that was uh that was their little cartoon block when TBS was just getting getting big and everything, so uh, I remember watching Destro's Lab on there. Transitioned over to Cartoon Network, and it just kind of blew up from there. Along with SWAT Cats too. Sadly, SWAT Cats didn't get a comeback until recently, but you know we'll be seeing that again too. But yeah, the, the Gendy thing was was great to hear because it's it's always nice to hear him come back home because uh, he, you know, like, like Cartoon Network's kind of always been good to him. Um, you know, he 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 was gonna make. They were gonna do the Samurai Jack film. Uh, they were fully in it, and then the Powerpuff Girls movie bombed, yeah. like just slaughtered at the box office. So that made all the executives panic, and they just they canceled the Samurai Jack thing, like immediately, which was very sad. But luckily, he got to do that way later. You know, he get, you get know, you don't really think about like they're gonna bring a guy back in and bring it and bring it in later. Um, I think the only thing they really like asked of his, I think, too early was symbiotic titan. Yeah, I think. Titan was was dope. I would love to see them go back to that. I, I don't think they will. I I don't know if they can though. I think they will. Uh, I would love to, but it was also written off as a tax write-off. So I don't know if it can actually be aired on a Turner network because of that law. I don't know if that lasts that long. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably like a like a cutoff point, and Symbiotic Titan's old enough to where it probably is past that threshold, but like after you cut something off and say that's a tax write-off you can't air episodes or make new things of it for a while it's like some weird law i remember reading an article about that it's very bizarre
2: um hey there i'm Isaiah and welcome to my channel 47 cartoon guy a channel dedicated to all things animation and nostalgia i do retrospectives short comedic videos and remember videos if i can get away with it that is I have many videos dedicated to some of my favorite animation properties, such as nostalgic look backs on Cartoon Network's Golden Age, and also videos focusing on Scooby Doo, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. In my most recent series, The Fantastic Legacy of Hanna-Barbera dives into the history of the legendary animation studio and its founders. If you love my videos, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and click the bell icon so you'll know when I have a new video up. And also consider donating to my Patreon. Where you can support the channel and get early access to videos behind the scenes pics, even view exclusive future remember videos thanks for watching and i hope to see you soon until next time i'm 47 cartoon guy and i gotta fly but um uh you know
0: it's good to see him come back because i sony when he worked for sony like they i feel like they just pulled his strings a lot and uh sony animation is doing good stuff now but during that time it was like hey we got this Adam Sandler vehicle. Direct this for us, um, the Transylvania or uh, Hotel Transylvania. Transylvania, and uh, and and we'll we'll see what else we can do. Is like well, and he pitches a Popeye thing. There's a little Popeye short. If anybody's seen that, uh, it's a CGI Popeye short that he directed himself, and he wanted to make a Popeye movie. And Sony just said, "No, nah, we're not doing a Popeye movie." After they gave him a short and said we're doing it, they said no. Uh, and he's like, "All right, that's fine. You know, whatever. They're, they're not Hey, can you do Hotel Transylvania too? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and he does hotel turns too, And then he's like, all right, I got this my own thing called uh oh, what was it called? Um it's a great concept um about parent about two parents, uh separated parents going into the into the mind, the uh the imaginary world of their child to to bring wow. him back because he gets like lost in like an imaginary world. And so like these yeah. two parents have to repair their relationship while going through their son's like uh imaginary world Uh, can you imagine that's what it was called um and the concept art looked amazing it looked so good and just nothing came of it they just kept saying yeah we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it hey here's hotel transylvania 3 can can you can you can you do that one he's just like all right fine and he's in most interviews he's, he's very cordial but you can tell he's sick of those hotel transylvania movies um but uh, but you know, he, he's he's a cordial dude. He's not gonna just like rail somebody. And uh, and eventually they just they just ax that too. They couldn't like let him do that. And uh, it's it's a shame, it's a shame because like they they had a talent on their hands and they just kind of let it go. And um again, Sony's course corrected, they're doing the Spider-Verse movies. They did Mitchell and the Machine, Mitchell's versus the Machines. So, you know, they're they're doing good stuff now. But then it's good that you know he's back on track with, with Cartoon Network. He's got the new two new series or one new series and season two of primal coming yes. out very soon. So super I'm, stoked about that. Oh dude. Pr- yeah, I, I don't know if we talked about it on your
1: podcast. I feel like we did. Uh, maybe, maybe we just mentioned it or maybe it was just something in passing. Cause remember yeah. us talking for some time before and then talking for some time after. Yeah. Um, after we hit record. Yeah. But primal. Yeah. We, My we,
0: God is it beautiful. It's so good. That episode 10 is one of the best episodes of anything I think I've ever watched. Mm. Um, uh this the slave of the scorpion is one of the best episodes of anything because like i'm loving that show all the way through i'm like this is a great show i'm loving it these great little episodic things and then suddenly from out of the water plot just enters and just like they throw all the plot at you they've expanded this world it's not just like a prehistoric world it's like actually it's this isolated prehistory kind of world and now you've got this other stuff over here where you have these these like ancient arab muslim cultures and there's a a giant demon uh, lord who's gonna who's trying to enslave them and it's like oh this is gonna be amazing and then they they cut all that off before season two and i'm just flipping tables can't wait for it to happen oh super stoked about it i cannot wait for season two There was, I'm glad you brought up the flipping
1: tables because there's, there's two things in recent history that I've gotten so upset about. And it's just because we, so with that one, when it ended the way it ended, I'm like, Oh dude, here we go. The next episode, this is going to be great. And then it said, mm-hmm. we'll continue or to be continued. I'm like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. No! I, was, I was so hot. And then uh, we just finished part one of season four of attack on Titan. Mm two weeks ago yeah so I'm sitting there and they literally do you watch attack on titan yep okay so i know you've probably already seen part two so mm-hmm. i haven't yeah um because i i'm i'm a dub guy everybody sits there and says oh you gotta watch sub you gotta watch it it's mm-hmm. you miss so much in in translation or so much is out of context and all this other stuff mm-hmm. i'm like yeah, yeah i get that but once I heard some of these voice actors, this is just like, I got to support these guys because mm-hmm. I, I love what they do. I mean, I got yeah, into yeah. anime through Dragon Ball Z, like most people did in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris Sabatis Piccolo led me into My Hero. And then My Hero, my mm-hmm. tech guy, Larry, actually uh, told me, he's like, hey, you should check out Attack on Titan. I'm like, nah, man, you should check out My Hero. And he was <laughs> like, why? And I'm like, look, man, I like, guess what? I'll trade you one episode for your one episode. Right. And then he was like, all right, cool. So he, he said he was going to watch this one episode of My Hero. Ended up watching almost the entire series in just a week or two. Yep. And I look at him and he's like, all right, well, I finished it. I'm like, good episode, right? He's like, yeah, it was a good series. I'm like, what do you mean a good series? He's like, well, I already finished And I'm like, dude. And he was like, what do you think of episode one? And I was like, well, shit, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't really watch it yet. I was like, I haven't had, I haven't had any time. And this was this was like last year, right? So, <laughs> right? I got on. I, I had a couple days off, and then we started watching Attack on Titan a few months ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was hooked. I was like, What? Yeah. What the hell is going? This is a beautiful mm-hmm. show. And yeah. then we get to we get to where we're at, and it took us like two months to get through the series because you're know, mm-hmm. just working and having a baby now. Yeah, having a second kid now. Uh, it's I find a lot. I have a lot less time to do anything that's not like baby stuff or work or try to get some sleep in there. Right. Um, so we're watching it, and then this the season ends, and it's it's the them. What you think is gonna happen, at least for me, and like I said, you're a lot farther than I am, but they're gonna make amends, like the 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 transport titan is gonna point out where the the traders are, and then she turns around and she points to Aaron, and then the jaw Mm -hmm. titan comes up, and you're like, Oh shit, right? And then (laughs) I'm cooking dinner, right? And Mm -hmm. then so I've got the TV going on in the living room and then it starts playing tokyo ghoul i'm like what the fuck is going on why why is it i'm i'm not done with this show yet like what happened so i thought i thought my kid had hit you know next episode or right so i'm going back (laughs) in there and i'm hitting attack on titan and it's going back to season one i'm like what the what the fuck is going on right i'm getting pissed and Mm -hmm. because you can't end an episode like that right and then not expect like you not be upset because some other show is playing. Like, what are these mm-hmm. people doing to me right now? Right? I took it real personal. Yeah. So I'm sitting there person. like, my, my son's like my oldest son, Hayden. He's like, dad, we finished part one. And I was like, We didn't, no, we didn't. There's only 17 or 16 episodes. We didn't finish part one. And he's like, dad, we finished part one. That's why there's a part two. I'm like, listen, I don't need your logical thinking right now. I need you to be on board with me and just as mad that we don't have. He's like, well, we can watch it in mm-hmm. the subtitles. So I was like, go to your room, man. I don't want to listen. it's <laughs> No dinner. Yeah. Turns turns out that yeah, it's only part one, and they only have a uh, part one on on uh, on Hulu. But my yeah. God, is that such a beautiful show? Yeah. Um, but but just you know, flipping it back to Gandhi for just saying, like I said, those are the two shows that I got really hot when it was just at the end mm-hmm. of the show, waiting for the next episode because of the cliffhangers. They leave it on. Yeah did you ever did you ever play World of Warcraft? I never did. No. All right. no. So for, for I'm aware one, of it. Whenever a new expansion would come out, you would have a new world open up. So right. when I'm seeing this, this whole new world open up, that's what it reminded me of. It had me flashbacks yeah. to World of Warcraft where it's like, oh, you knew about this land. Now yeah. you've got this other land that we don't know about. And he doesn't know about Spear doesn't mm-hmm. know about. Yeah. And you're to think like, oh shit, how are they going to get him and Fang across the water? And you start seeing them build shit. And I was, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so curious to see where they go from here. Where do you think they're going to go from here?
0: Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're probably going to he's probably going to be setting sail, I think uh, he'll he'll figure out how to make a boat, some kind of raft that can that can hold Fang, which is going to be ridiculous, but it's yeah. it's fine. You know, it, it, it'll be great. Uh, I think he'll make like a tiny they'll do a whole episode where he like learns how to make a boat and then he'll find some like coastal tribe that like makes a really good boat or something real samurai jack like you know trade you know like learn the trade episode kind of thing and then they'll sail off and then it might be like a like a one of those you know uh one piece island arc type things where he just like goes to a new area and then like moves on and keeps going and keeps trying to track and find mira and find these these like scorpion cultists and stuff i think that'll be his you know he'll, he'll start to explore the world outside of where he is and and i think by the end he'll probably get to like the temple where like the 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 scorpion god is or something or he'll find mira's tribe something like that and then you know it's off to it's off to save mira it'll be great so Dude, what yeah. if like I, I didn't even think about that like what if his universes
1: are interconnected somehow right with him and samurai yeah, yeah. and then you remember the episode in samurai jack where jack's learning from the african tribes hmm Yep. Dude, what if we see? We don't have to see the that same tribe, but what if we see right. elements of something like that? Right. And then he ties in both primal and. I would literally and physically and mentally and emotionally <laughs> lose my shit as yeah. a thirty-three-year-old man. <laughs> I would. I mean, I cry enough as it is anyways, I would cry extreme tears of joy if I see that. But if you start seeing, he's like the Kevin Smith, since he's signing Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network, right? He's like the (laughs) Kevin Smith where he's connecting or Kevin Feige, if you want to be a little bit more uh, upper class, if you will, even though I like Kevin Smith, that wasn't a shot at Kevin Smith. I love Kevin Smith movies, but it's just, what if they tie in those universes and then Mm -hmm. Jack and then Spear? yeah same i just think it'd be dope as shit if that happened
0: right yeah i i do love me some continuity it'd be pretty pretty crazy if they just even if it just like a fun little cameo thing or something even if it's just like a little a little spark of like oh here's you know here's the thing that here's that jar that that, that jack drank from or something that one time you know something really small would be, it'd be really cool or you That's, see uh, the scotsman in the background no that'd be crazy you know oh, <laughs> so magic greens but uh <laughs> I, I wanted here's one thing about the, the the finale of Samurai Jack and it's my one hang up of the whole thing um, we never got to see what happened to the future after he went back and defeated Aku and that I, I wanted a flash forward that kind of like gave like a everything's okay yeah. in that world now you know what I mean yeah and I, and I, I well, even true. wrote it in, I wrote it in my head I had, a, okay. I had a terrible fan fiction moment and I wrote it all in my head. I know exactly what I would have done. I would have had Scotsman on his deathbed, surrounded by all of his daughters, right? He lived his life, had his daughters, had all that stuff like without Aku ever intruding his life you 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 go through all the splendor of like the world of the future and you have the Scotsman there and you know and he, he uh, it doesn't make sense that he would end up like that same way obviously because like Aku changed the entire world but whatever we'll just for for sake of the of the of the everything's okay ending we'll just say that he ended up in this situation he's just he's on his deathbed and you know like with all of his daughters and he's just like super happy and then he like he, he kind of has like this little moment of like realization that Jack is, is like back home and he's yeah. there and he has this one memory of like Jack, like existing when no one else does because they wouldn't obviously because time would do it and then you know his daughters would kind of ask him like you know it's like what you know like what are you smiling about it's like ah just scottish magic you know and like just like a little bit of like his scottish runes like has that connection still to jack would be really cool and then everything would be okay that's the one thing i really wanted was something to tie in that like the future is all okay now because um it just kind of ends on a really sad note with jack losing losing um uh i can't remember her name um, uh, dang Um I'm I'm totally blanking on her name, but yeah, uh it's really sad. But I've, I've I've got the I've got her. Yeah, I don't think I have the pop anymore. God, Ashi, Ashi, that's that it. Thank name. you. I was yep. I, I can't remember. I was like, I going to start with an A. I was like, it's 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 an A name, but yeah, Ashi, and and, and it's it, it's a very sad ending, and it's it's somber, but you know it 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 works for what it is, and I I'm still super stoked about it and. But uh, yeah, Gendy man. I'm, I'm just stoked to have more Gendy stuff. I'm excited for that unicorn show, whatever the heck it's going to be. It looks weird and wacky and just like, I love it. it sure, looked, man, whatever it looked, you want to do, fun. like. <laughs> i'm in it so
1: yeah, just looking at the stuff that they put out on it i don't think they put very much of anything out there but i've seen some promotional art and stuff like that they might have like a maybe a 10 second teaser maybe I, I i don't know if that's the weed kicking in or if that's me wanting a teaser now <laughs> um but just the stuff like the promotional stuff i've seen shared it looks yeah it looks like Gendy man and like i said yeah. i've never went into anything and had you know, bought anything, uh, watched anything, rented anything, viewed anything that his name was attached to that I did not like, mm-hmm. uh, and like is is the very bare minimum. I, I mean, love is. I love almost everything he's done. I don't. I can't think of anything that I didn't like. And if we're yeah. being honest, man, I know I loved the wrap up of Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. but if it were to end how it ended in the original so four seasons, uh, how it ended. Mm-hmm. I would be okay with it too. I know that's sacrilege, yeah. saying. I'm glad that we got more Genie. I'm glad we got more Samurai Jack. Because I've said this on on this podcast so many times. <laughs> There's no way in hell that my 12 year old brain can conceptualize everything that happened in Samurai Jack. It wasn't me. It wasn't until me going back and watching the entire series uh, as an adult last year, thinking like, "Wow, like yeah. we were so lucky mm-hmm. to have." this man and not just him because it was people like him and robert alvarez randy myers and scott wills and dan Mm -hmm. crawl and all these other william ray all these Mm -hmm. other names that i'll sit here and forget or not forget excuse me but i just can't remember i don't want to spend 45 minutes just listing off all these people but it's Mm -hmm. just all of the people the men and women that worked on this show both cast and crew Mm -hmm. they gave us something special in this show and in my opinion if there was a Mount Rushmore of TV shows and Cartoon Network, gendy has got two spots for me. Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack and Dexter's Lab is probably Mm -hmm. going to be on my Mount Rushmore, but Samurai Jack, in my opinion, and there's no slight against any other creator that worked during this time. Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack was, in my opinion, the greatest thing Cartoon Network did during that era. And I did not, I could not have said that 20 years ago. Because mm-hmm. just looking at all the stuff, I love Cow and Chicken. I love Dexter's Lap. Courage mm-hmm. was fucking great, man. There wasn't, there wasn't anything I didn't like during that era. But looking at it as an adult and like having just perspective on the entire world mm-hmm. of animation, knowing what I know about that show from talking to so many people that worked on that show and mm-hmm. listening to all these interviews and watching the, the director's cuts and the behind-the-scenes interviews and all this other stuff, that show was so special and so far ahead of its time. So far it, this
0: time, absolutely. It it was the first time that I really, because as a teenager when it came out, you know, it was the first time I really honestly appreciated like cinematography Mm -hmm. like as because i I wasn't a big movie guy i watched you know like i i had my favorite movies and everything but i never appreciated like how something was shot or you know how anything other than like a fight scene by jackie chan you know like i like you know any, any any like kung fu shot like i i love fight scenes and stuff like that and so like that that was always something but when when you have like jack versus the shinobi and stuff like that and like um You know, just those 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 episodes that are so stylistically intriguing and deliberately so. Like they, you, it was very clear that what they were doing was they were they were making like just an artistic expression of what of the story they wanted to tell. It was a it was the first time I understood the word visual medium. Like, (laughs) you know, because I I always watched things and and I always but when I when I started to appreciate like when it would go into the letterbox i understood why it would go into the letterbox that was like the first time i would i got that it's like oh so we have a wider field of view for this whole thing and and just like and how he would have like these uh the mountain scaling episode is one of my favorite episodes ever uh, is when he's just trying to get to the top of the mountain and it's these three monks like kind of like reminding him of what his like mission was and like reminds him of his spirit and everything it's beautiful but like cinematography like i remember watching that episode and like you know how you'd have like the blocks of frames that would like yes. frame out a scene and stuff every single frame in that one probably not every single one but a lot of the times when he's going up all those frames are long and vertical mm-hmm. so he's he's scaling up this mountain so every frame is this long vertical trek to where he's at the bottom of the screen and going up and then he's by the bottom of here and he's fighting the goats and then he's going up you know just this cra- and and i got that like you know when i It's probably well below the 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 average age to to like understand that but it was so visually present with Samurai I'm not saying I was a smart kid I was a stupid kid but like I I got it because it was so easy to to interpret with with Samurai Jack it was so like very artistically forward so it it it, it was just awesome to watch and it, it, it continues to be one of my favorites of all time and then I can't talk enough about the First three episodes of of season five, I think it's a masterpiece. I don't think there's anything better than that. Like, or, or, there's other, there are things that are better than that, but um, there are like, there's not a whole lot. It, it's one of the top tier things. I, Gendy is on the the rush Rushmore for animation for me. Period. Like everything he does is is gold. It, we we might
1: amazing. have to we might have to throw hands if we ever get to meet in person. When you say the yeah. Avatar <laughs> is better because it's just
0: best man it's the best show i, I gotta uh, go
1: back i gotta go back and watch it as an adult kind of like i did with samurai jack so yeah
0: yeah I, I definitely recommend that um and uh if if you had a question on there for what my favorite is it's definitely avatar the last airbender um yeah. it's the best show ever made um it it has a contender right now um arcane is right there yeah it's it's literally like and that was one season of arcane and it's like right on the heels of, uh, of avatar so if it if it doesn't fuck up like from like from where it's at like if it doesn't completely screw itself over which I doubt it will. I don't think it will. I like it. Just like it might. It will. It will top Avatar, which is shocking to me. Uh, I didn't think anything ever would, honestly. Uh, which is another news, by the way. Uh, oh, I that, saw that. that was dropped today. There, there. They announced that there is a trilogy of Avatar movies being worked on. So, so we're getting a, a full trilogy of that. So, pretty stoked it's- for that. It's going
1: to be it's such a great time to be a fan of this medium, man, and just mm-hmm. movies and, and pop culture in general. It just seems like I got picked on so much as a kid for liking comic books and liking cartoons well into my high school years. And then it's just like all these same people that called me a nerd, all these same people that tried to beat me up because I, I once I hit sixth grade, I was pretty much like six foot one, six foot two or six. <laughs> yeah, six, one, six, two, somewhere around there. You know, I ended up topping out at about six, two. Um, yeah, but I had a gross spurt, sixth, seventh grade, and that was pretty much how I was. And nobody messed with me anymore. I went from a short little chubby fat kid to a, a taller fat kid. That uh, happens. Yeah, it does, man. And it's crazy how how it's crazy how you get picked on for liking something. You know, you yeah, no fault of your own. You just like something because it's fun, it makes you feel some kind of way, like animation and mm-hmm. comic books. Yeah. And then you see 10, 15 years down the road. And you got these same people that are picking on you coming up and asking you questions like, hey, man, what do they mean by this in this Marvel movie?" We're like, get the fuck away from me. dude! No, we're not doing it. I was like, you called me and you called me a nerd. You called me a loser. You made me you made me feel some type of way in front of the girl I liked when I was in high school. No, man, fuck off. We're not we're not doing this. You don't get to enjoy this shit. If you didn't get picked on. And it's not like I'm a gatekeeper or anything like that. But it's just like it's weird how the world or how the how the tables kind of turned. It kind of nerds rule the world now, man. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it- it, it right. is interesting because I I have I have a friend uh, who's who's very normie. He's a very normy type of guy and he just wasn't into comics and anything like that. He he knew of comics like Batman. Everybody knows Batman, but that that was like his his thing. But he never read a Batman comic in his life. He just of course like grew up on you know TAS like like us and everything. And uh um Batman, the animated series for people who don't know what TAS if is. you don't know, honestly, <laughs> yeah he, so if, if, if you don't know why you're watching this. Yes. Um, but you know, and and uh it, it, it's interesting. Oh, hey Callie. That's my cat. Um, but uh she uh, uh but he um when Thanos showed up for the first time at the end of Avengers number one and everybody lost just lost their shit for everybody who knew, everybody who knew, you know, like they knew. Uh you know, like me and my dad, we all we like we like squeed like little girls when that happened, you know. And then like uh I went to see with my buddy Eric and he just kind of leans over to was like who the fuck was that? Like he had no idea. I mean, you know, nobody knows. Who. Why is Grimace on the screen? <laughs> no, 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 like, no, like casual comic fan knows yeah. infinite, you know, the infinity gauntlet and the infinity saga and stuff like that. So they don't know Thanos. Um, and now like Thanos is like his boy. That's like his favorite character. And I'm yeah. just, you know, it's just funny to me. So, um, but uh, yeah, so it, it, it is funny the way that it, it's, it's become the mainstream and everything. And now everybody who was, you know, enjoying it way back in the day. Now we, we get to look at it and go like, ah, they fucked that up and they didn't get that right. What are they doing? <laughs> it's like, which I, I'm, I'm guilty of. I can't, I can't say I'm not. So, you know, I try to enjoy most things, but then, you know, is they like every now and then I'm just kind of like, now, now they didn't, they didn't do that right. So I can't, I can't get on board with it. So, you know, but I had a, I had a
1: feeling that this, this is going to, I was going to, I was hoping to remember this is what I'm really getting at. So there's three things I kind of want to put a pin in. Then we'll, we'll, uh, I'll let you pick which one we go down and then we'll go to the next ones. So I want you to put a pin in, uh, like I said, we'll do three, three topics real quick, and then we'll see which one you want to talk about first. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I want to know about your favorite Jackie Chan movie and favorite fight scene, right? Cause I've got a couple of those Jackie Chan's my guy. Mm -hmm. Um, favorite episode or favorite couple of episodes if you couldn't pick just one a samurai jack mm-hmm. and then uh the the third one shit what were we just talking about just a second i was sitting here thinking i'm like oh, avatar Ab- no not avatar no, that's not uh, <laughs> show. Uh, no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
0: you gotta rewatch it man i'm telling you
1: it's good stuff i'm, I'm gonna have to it's man oh speaking ones. speaking of avatar since we had this on man Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make the connection with you if 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 you'd like to because uh he was a phenomenal person he worked on dexter's lab powerpuff girl samurai jack he was a character designer named chris battle Uh, i don't know if we've talked about him i don't know if like we me and you have talked about him, uh so. phenomenal phenomenal guest right uh, i had him on and I, I i sent him this message because i'm sitting here watching uh invincible a couple of years ago or last year whenever it was when it came on it just seems like these last couple of years Right. it could be five years ago i watched this or it could be six months you yeah. just don't know at this point right
0: 2020 so like, and 2021 are like a vacuum it's like oh. it's like it it's simultaneously the longest period and shortest period in yeah. history it, it makes no sense it, like- it
1: doesn't it's <laughs> it, it's literally it it's the craziest time anybody's ever ever, anybody's ever fucking dealt with but um I I sent him a message because I I was there's this one scene that I play back at least once a week and it kind of makes me sound like I'm a serial killer but it's (laughs) the craziest scene I've ever seen in anything right that train scene in Invincible yeah that train right (laughs) so I, I sat there and then I I'm so lucky to have so many of the guests on that I've had. And I'm so lucky that not only will they talk to me on my podcast, But like, sometimes they'll reach out to me and sometimes they'll reach out to me them and then they respond or I respond. I'm like, wow, this is fucking weird. Like you, I was like, you guys don't understand. I'm pretty sure you do because, you know, you guys had your fans of this as well, because you guys had people you looked up to like Tex Avery, Chuck Jones, all these other people. You guys had these board artists like Bob Camp for running Stimpy, Uh, you know, all these people that they looked up to. So I'm pretty sure they geek out the same way we geek out when we see them. them. But I sent them this message and I was like, dude, I got to I got to know what was something like invincible like for you working in the industry i was like i've got to imagine that this changed the game for everything right i was like <laughs> this people are going to see this and he was like there this is the reason that i do animation this is the reason why this shit is so crazy and i was like did it all start with just invincible like cuz you started seeing an explosion of animation right after invincible Right. And mm-hmm. then a lot of the stuff was in production at the same time. So it's not like one preceded the other, but it was just, right. they did something so crazy with that show. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm watching that. He's like, you would think that. And then he was like, but I'm going to tell you something. He was like invincible could run because of the foundation that avatar started. He was like without, without avatar, you don't have the level of animation you have. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, and I'm I'm butchering his words. I know this. So Chris, <laughs> I know you're listening. I apologize. Um, but we were we, he was talking. He's like, invincible trips and falls if Avatar doesn't happen, because without that, he was like, that's what started, like, not true adult animation because you know a lot of adults were watching it back then, but not as much as watching now. And those adults that are watching it now were kids back then, right? right. So. It, it's the whole chicken before the egg type of thing and he was like without yeah. that show he was like you do not have the level of animation he was like during covid when when invincible dropped he was like we really couldn't talk too much he was like it's different you know watching stuff or they would do like little watch parties on the computer and they would watch cartoons and shit while they were working or they yeah. would facetime each other and talk about stuff and he was like that shit was crazy but if he's like if you want to really know where we animation really like took hold in in American culture. He was like, it was with avatar where he's like without that one, you don't get the invincibles or anything else that have come after that. So I got to, you know, tip yeah. my cap to you a little bit. You might know what you're yeah. talking about, Brandon. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, again, like uh, to, to put, to pitch it back to Samurai Jack and we'll put a pin on my favorite Samurai Jack episode. We'll do that one first um, to, to pitch it back to Samurai Jack. I think it has the same, that same level of things. Like it was, it was that thing, but Cartoon Network was kind of known for doing like things that were, you know, just sort of targeted towards a whole family sort of oriented. Yeah. Nickelodeon wasn't. It was a kids program. It was a kids network and then here comes this thing that like adults watch and are like oh this is awesome like yeah. you know like I, I fell in love with it like immediately and it just got better and better as it went along um, and it just it was just so not like a thing on Nickelodeon uh, even more so when Korra came out like it was there was nothing like it on Nickelodeon when Cora came out um, and, and, uh, so much so that they literally took it off the air because they didn't have a block for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then stuck it on, stuck it online fools. You know, I could rail about that for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and like Cora broke a bunch of new ground with that too, with, uh, you know, all that stuff. And it was, it was, you know, kind of a man studio Mir, all the stuff that they do now, they started with like Cora and, um, um, technically avatar as well. It's, they weren't called studio Mir then, but it's all the same people I think yeah. that were at that studio uh the the all the like the outsourced fight scenes and stuff like that but yeah like so to give it up to samurai jack i think it's the same way you know it's like i, I don't it i'm not i am not going to begrudge anyone who thinks samurai jack is better than avatar because i abs- yeah absolutely like i can't i can't deny that are you kidding me it's gendy like i yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna poo poo that 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 uh that uh opinion but um favorite samurai jack episode i i, I thought about this and I, I i will say it is probably in conglomeration and it's probably just because it's it's the the first three episodes of season five but mm-hmm. let's say that never came out let's say it's my my nostalgia my, my my old school um it's it's it the mountain one is definitely up there yeah. uh climbing the mountain is fantastic but i i think my favorite probably has to go to uh the samurai the assassins and the princess i mm-hmm. think that's the title of it great episode jack is barely in it uh but it's awesome um i don't know if you remember this episode at all um so there's all these assassins that are like coming to this town and they know they know samurai jack's coming to this town Mm -hmm. and they're all like getting ready for him it's like i'll be the one to kill samurai jack big buff huge guy and then there's these two little like uh Siamese cat twins that are like we'll get him and you know, they're really creepy and stuff and like there's this bounty hunter looking dude that looks like a you know looks like a, a Boba Fett type or whatever and it turns out this, it's this barbarian princess who uh who uh, is being coerced by Aku to, to get the samurai because her people will be you know, enslaved by Aku if she doesn't do this and stuff, and like then there's this southern gentleman who's going to do it, to- and she basically hears all their plans and they'll all fail. And she says all these plans are will fail, you know. So we need to get them together. So they put this whole plan together. Whole episode is them planning out this 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 attack on Jack and everything, and then finally like Jack comes strolling in and they all do their part and they all hit it, and Jack just wipes the floor with all five of them in a second and then just walks away and and it's just like it's so brutal in so many ways like uh because like like it's just like here's this myth of the samurai mm-hmm. and then the myth outlives the myth because he was even better than the plan that they thought would get him you know like even when they were all working together he just 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 axes him just jobs him out in a minute just complete squash match right and uh and then the princess like 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 goes down to her knees and cries because she knows like her people are not going to be safe. like that's like the saddest part is like she's not even doing this for like glory or money she's doing it to save her people and jack doesn't even know that so he just beats this person and now like you know like her people are going to suffer i wanted them to go back to her and jack to like go back to them and like you know it was it was crazy but uh but um yeah, it's just one of my favorite episodes because of all the layers on top of it and all the different animation styles that, that are in it, because each story is done in a different animation style, which is really cool. So so yeah, for sure. So for sure. I, I've I've
1: I'm gonna have to cheat here and say I just can't pick one. Uh yeah. I I there because there's so I love so many of them for so many different reasons. Whether it's the backgrounds or the fact that there's little to no dialogue. I mean, there's little to no dialogue in a lot of the in a lot of the show. And that's what I love because it makes you this was the first show I, even as a little kid, I remember just like, why is this one so different? Like why, why isn't there talking as much as in the other shows? Like, yeah. And then you would you you talked about it. I mean, you would start to see the close up on his eyes or you would see everything focused on one point. They would force you to look. And it was one of the first shows I remember watching as a kid and really having to sit on the edge of my seat because you don't Mm -hmm. know. Like I was like, I know this is the hero, but. Uh, jack's human man he's been beaten before but he keeps coming back that's his it's like batman that's you know most people say batman's superpower is his brain no it's not as his resolve right it's the fact that he keeps going like he's ready he is the epitome of a superhero he is willing to give everything and it's the same thing with jack jack is willing to give everything in the name of peace in the name of you know good right he was there, just to take out evil. So, when I'm mm-hmm. thinking of this show, it's so hard to just pick one. I mean, like I said, I love them for different things, but I love the Chicken Jack episode.
0: Yeah, Chicken Jack's it's great. So fun,
1: man. Mm-hmm. And you don't think of cockfighting as being funny, but <laughs> it's just like this dude kicked the shit out of everybody as a chicken, man. Yep. And then you've got Jack getting new shoes. That's a great episode, too. Mm-hmm. Just him coming back in heels or him coming back in kiss level boots or him coming yep. back. I'm trying to come back and the equivalent to Jordan's in the 2000 era. Mm-hmm. And you think that one. And then the one that I think that plays so much in my head and it's just how beautiful it was. It was um, there's two of them, really. Uh, the good jack, bad jack. So it was evil Jack versus a good jack that was just the, dic- yeah. the dichotomy between those two characters. Like you could see it because we're all, and I I'm I'm poaching this from somebody that I've heard it before. He's like, We're all one bad day from being a villain. That's all we really are. It's like we're we could easily be Joker just as much as we could easily be Batman. It's just happens of circumstances. You could have a bunch of bad days that could break you mentally and emotionally and physically, and you turn yeah. into a, a turn into a bad guy. So you see that, and especially me being who i am you know i got a little bit of a temper but seeing that it's just like fuck dude he could slip into that i could i could slip into that so that one was was brilliant that way and the other one i've never felt more uncomfortable watching was the ghost the haunted house one i think it was season yeah Mm -hmm. and i can't remember who i was talking to it was one of the guys maybe it was robert alvarez through facebook message or or something like that but i'm watching it and like i felt like i feel it now right where i'm like I'm starting to get goosebumps just thinking mm. about it and it feels like something is here right Like right here I, yep. can feel, I felt that the entire that episode made me so fucking uncomfortable I had to turn on all the lights it
0: yeah. made me uncomfortable it, it's shocking how well they they yes. got Japanese horror in that because it's very much like a Japanese horror movie. It's pretty crazy uh, yeah. that, that they were able to nail that on a, on a kid show, but they were allowed to as well. J- Jack broke a lot of ground with that. You know, there was a lot of adult things on, on Samurai Jack. You know, mm-hmm. just like th- things you wouldn't normally see. It. Um, you know, no, no, no blood. They were able to get away with him cutting robots and stuff. But the, you know, the, 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 I remember like the first episode when he cuts through one of the beetles and like yes. all the oil like spills on him and it's like got this red tint to it. And even as like a kid, I'm like, well, I know what you wanted to do, <laughs> it's like, but you had to settle for, for oil. I get it. That's fine. So, but it was, it was really fun. And, and it is funny, like that whole censoring thing, as long as the blood isn't uh, red, you can show blood. So if he's cutting a bug up and it's green, it's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you can show, you can show bug guts. That's, that's fine. It's no, no problem with that so it was um, such
1: a weird time when, when you think about the censoring stuff like mm-hmm. so you get a couple of them so powerpuff girls you got him right the devil yeah right? yeah Talked with craig he, he was like yeah it was the devil we just couldn't call it the devil so we you know we had to we had to come up with something and then right. i talked to david feast from cow and chick and they couldn't call him the devil they had to call him the red guy but the pilot was no smoking they were tr- it was trying to get chicken to smoke cigarettes I was like <laughs> that's okay on cartoon network but you can't say the word devil I was right. like, wild man. But just yeah. seeing seeing like all of these things that they chose to cut out. Nonetheless, man, what they what they did give us and what they were able to kind of get through really pushed the limits on on what a cartoon and a kids show could be. And you, know, you hear a lot mm-hmm. of times cartoons aren't always for kids. Or depending on who you listen to Hollywood, that's all cartoons are. They're for kids. Yeah, yeah. or for people that don't fucking they don't Everywhere. have the the imagination or, or the vocabulary to understand what movies really
0: are was um, like every goddamn academy awards has to throw in some line about how like all right, I'm, kids love those cartoon movies it's like <laughs> you fucking old men like you stupid old fogies like how can you possibly anyway whatever <laughs> it's like, it's
1: it every time funny because I, I remember having i remember having this discussion with somebody in one of the one of the groups i'm in with cartoon research i think it was which is phenomenal i, I shout this one out all the time jerry beck's uh, website for cartoon research is phenomenal. And anytime I got to know something. it's the first mm-hmm. place I go to, cause they're usually breaking it yeah, uh, pretty quickly. Um, but you know, I was just scrolling through and then I, I saw something about animation and I was like, man, I really wish the folks that thought about animation just being for kids would see some of this shit because there is, mm-hmm. you can draw so many parallels to life by some of the cartoons that are out now. You can, you can take yeah so much from these things they're not for just for kids man yeah mm-hmm. it's probably to put the kids there so the parents can go and do some shit and get some stuff done is to yeah. keep their attention but if you really watch the stuff we were watching like you go back and watch Rocco's modern life now mm-hmm. yep, everything was over my fucking Every, head yep everything Yep. Same thing with Spongebob. There was so much. There was there was one uh clip I saw of the Flintstones. This is 1960s, right? Next 61, 62, somewhere around there. Yep. They threw a dick joke in there for the Flintstones. Did you see this one? I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm familiar with
0: this one. What's this? So one?
1: It's, I don't know the episode, I'll find the clip and I'll send it to you after. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's essentially Barney and Fred talking about, I believe it's a, a Halloween costume mm-hmm. and then, or something along those lines. And then he was like, well, we'll have to get you another helmet. Right. And he was like, well, why would I need three helmets? Or why would I need two helmets? Yeah, that's what it was. So he was talking about right. the big head and then the little head. So he was like, why would I need two helmets for it? I'm like, these sons of bitches. <laughs> I was like, I never would have got that at six years old, but I'm so glad I was, watching watching this at 30 years old right <laughs> Get the fucking desk man um so it's... switching it back like i said i can't pick between you know just one episode but those those episodes mm-hmm. um the birth of evil is another great one the yeah. two-part are phenomenal i mean it, it's perfect i mean you could you could do that standalone and then that that would be a self-contained story right? that'd be an hour special right there i mean it, it was but it was Damn. just that one was specifically um yeah. flipping it back to the other thing i want to put a pin in man you brought yep. up jackie chan jackie chan was and still is my guy rumbling the bronx was the first movie i ever saw of any kung fu stuff it's i had a, i had a i had a stepfather uh back in the day that uh he had this huge going back to vhs's ladies and gentlemen uh -hmm. he had this huge like you would open up this like closet in the in the hallway right Mm -hmm. and it was fucking uh, ceiling to floor fucking two rooms worth of shelves and it was nothing but vhs's so i I got to see steven seagal for the first time steven seagal is my guy Uh, (laughs) chuck norris movies fucking jean-claude van damme movies but the one in particular and it just happened to be facing out right so the box was facing out mm-hmm. and i see this explosion and jackie chan standing there like this this is rumbling the bronx i was like yeah. what the fuck is this so i put it in and i just remember like i'm fucking seven years old and i'm just like yeah you, a human he is a superhero <laughs> even yeah. at 63 years old or however old he is he's still a
0: superhero yeah and that's crazy that's your first experience with jackie chan because that was my first experience with jackie chan yeah. uh that was one of the first like uh promoted of his of his movies like like english dub in american theaters and they just showed these like previews and like this is a guy that does his own stunts and they show yeah. that scene where he jumps onto the the fire escape and it's just like he literally just jumped from a rooftop to a fire escape but it is funny it's called rumble in the bronx it doesn't look like the bronx at all it looks like downtown china but <laughs> it's like but uh but it is funny and 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 uh, you know rumble in the bronx is a classic um um you asked my favorite of those of mm-hmm. uh, my favorite jackie chan movie and um oddly enough my favorite jackie chan movie of of all of them is probably rush hour two oh, i very cool. much love russia the rush hour one and two three is kind of bad but i still kind of love it like it's just kind of bad but i still like okay yeah you know, these these two are still fun but two is actually like really good It's it's got shang chi from um yes. uh from crouching tiger hidden dragon and stuff like that so um uh you know r- really cool stuff for for that one that's probably my favorite movie of his uh it's got you know, it, it's really good. Although I haven't seen the one where he tries to kill Pierce Brosnan. That one looks dope. The Forerunner. I haven't watched that one yet. It's very, very recent. Okay, um, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, I think it came out in like 2019 or something, but it, it, it looks really cool. It's basically like not something that he would normally do. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, but um, uh, love Rush Hour. But my favorite fight scene. Mm. Not so much Jackie
1: I, Chan, but fight scene in general.
0: Oh, in general, okay. In yes. general,
1: Ooh. of all time, favorite fight scene. Oh. If gone. you got to think, if you got to think about it, I'll give you a second. Because I, yeah, you-
0: I mean, it might be. Oh man, jeez. Uh, like, there's so many. Like, I, I, we, me, and my friend Stephen, Stephen Barnes, who's been on the podcast before. Yeah. We have been trying to plan, uh, our top ten fight scenes episode of the decade. Back when you know the 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 past decade was over this is all the way back in 2020 when you know when uh the 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 decade was 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 then but i like it's been so hard to like get that together because we have to like at some point sit down and watch all the fight scenes somehow and it was all animated fight scenes obviously because you know yeah. animation destination so we had to watch all the fight scenes and it would just be like you know this, this whole mess of things and uh and and then we have to rank them and then we had to like talk about them and then it's just like I I have no idea how to logistically do that I would love to but I can't like logistically do that but uh one that would the ones that wouldn't be on my on that list because it didn't even happen in this decade uh Rock Lee versus Gara from Naruto mm-hmm. um that's that's the most baller uh, like anime fight scene, like especially not a single fight scene in all of Naruto, maybe Naruto versus pain tops Gara versus Rock Lee. That thing is dope. It's so good uh, because you have Rock Lee, the best character who can't use, can't use magic basically. Uh, you know, they all have their ninjutsu and stuff. He can't use it. So he's basically just a physical beast versus, like, the most, like, powerful, like, sand magic user. It's just so awesome because this guy has, like, this ultimate guard up and Rock Lee's got his speed and it's just awesome. It's just the most awesome thing ever. You should absolutely watch it. Um, And it was the first time, it was one of the first times, probably not the first time, but it was one of the first times that 3D backgrounds were implemented uh, into an anime scene to, to get the angles to actually, like, uh you know produced properly just the way that they move the camera and that fight seems insane um so that's definitely up there um honestly uh from arcane echo versus jinx that's probably up there too uh from uh from very recently but that's probably because it's recently in my mind but if i think back on it it's probably still going to be in there um man favorite fight favorite that's crazy to me uh you know because i have so many I, I love fight scenes man if you're asking my favorite jackie chan when i i definitely know which one i would pick though uh it would be from who am i uh the rooftop scene where he fights the japanese dude and the and the german and is that the one where he he's he's got uh he gets concussion or amnesia yeah yeah okay. uh because he the the german guy is not part of his uh stunt team so mm-hmm. he miscommunicated a bunch of like you know like uh, wrong things so a lot of the hits that he takes in that fight are mm. real like the russian mm. just kicks him for real like several times and or the german like like kicks him for real like several times because they're just not like they're not yeah. simpatico with how their movements are and and he just gets real beat up in that thing it's a real visceral thing but but it's just this cool fight where he's fighting this German, this tall German dude with these lanky legs and he has these kicks, like that's his gimmick. And then this Japanese dude who has like super fast fists, you know, he's like jet like 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 uh Bruce Lee style fists, and he's just fighting this fist guy and this foot guy, and he's just fighting them on top of this rooftop, and it's just it's just this visceral badass fight, and it's so good. Uh absolutely love that one. Uh it's it's fantastic. Um if if you let me think about it. I could give you my favorite fight scene, but it's it's so hard to pick because like I love the the deeper meaning behind it. Oh, My Hero Academia, uh, Deku versus Todoroki. That one is phenomenal. Glad I absolutely on hero. Yeah, uh, de- like that one was like I, I I that was legit like one of the best fight scenes I think I've ever seen. Um, it probably still is. It's probably a better fight scene than Dragon Ball Super. Uh, frieza goku versus uh, uh versus uh, uh jiren but nothing got me more fucking hyped than goku and frieza versus jiren in dragon ball super that was the coolest thing i never thought i would see or that i would be hyped for like at all i i, I absolutely adored that oh so cool so cool ah oh, man i i could go on man like it just it, like there's so many fight scenes that, that are at the top of my head and uh, it's hard to pick them. Uh, I got a, I got a couple here. Whenever I think of fight scenes,
1: mm-hmm. number one, hands down, I don't think anything will ever beat it, is Daredevil, the first season, The Hallways. Yeah, that's a great one. That scene. Rescuing the kid. Yes. And then yeah. you hear that that was all one shot. There was no yeah. edits. There was nope. nothing spliced. So, and I think, I think, I can't remember wh- if I read it or I heard somebody talk about it or if I saw it on in an interview, but I think that thing was shot like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a, like a 12 minute fight scene where it's just, they fuck up at minute 10 and a half They're like, yeah, fuck, we're going to do this again. And like <laughs> him, him going in there. And I, I think that's the one where he cause he takes the rope and he wraps it around his hands. Cause he's going and fighting mm-hmm. Russians and shit. Yep. And then you see him, like, towards the end of that, he, like, he's leaning against there, and he's got, like, this okay. smile on his face, he's got blood coming down his mouth, and yeah. then uh, you you see him, like, physically tired, and I'm thinking when I'm watching this, I'm like, this is a hell of an actor, man, he is, he is doing fatigue and exhaustion, mm-hmm. like, I've never seen before, and then you hear <laughs> two you don't even hear it that season you hear like two seasons down the road or you hear it when the defenders come out like right. yeah that was all one one long take and we had to do it three or four times in a row and i'm like yeah dude like just that whole like when i think of a fight scene i don't think of anything there's more perfect than that right mm-hmm. as far as live action yeah. goes yeah i'm yeah. glad you brought up my hero because my hero is kind of like kind of what brought me into into anime more so because like I said I started out with Dragon Ball Z and then when you talk to like the real hardcore anime fans if you Mm -hmm. ever brought up Dragon Ball Z back in there like "Ah, that's not real anime man. you're not watching real anime you gotta go watch this you gotta go watch that and I'm like I'm I'm pretty sure this is anime he's like nah nah, nah. you you don't know anime right You, you just don't know what you're talking about this isn't even good this is just mainstream and I was I was like fuck man if this is if people think this sucks I mean they would show me some weird octopus shit not not tentacle fucking or anything like that but right. he's showing me some weird shit and I'm like you like this over that? like this the did you watch the yeah. cell saga did you see the same saga I saw right? saga <laughs> I was like you did and you don't think that's anime he's like no no man this, this shit sucks compared to this I'm like I don't know I don't know how to like we can't be friends because this is dog <laughs> shit, dude. And I, I don't like shitting on things, but it's just like, I didn't understand it. And I still don't understand it. I wish I could remember what the anime was so I could sit out here and shit on it for a little bit longer and have right. an actual name for it. But it's, it's like watching that. It's just, it's fucking perfect. But my hero, dude, there's so many times where I'm watching the show and mm-hmm. I'm in fucking tears. And I don't know why other than the heart and the soul and just the acting that they do in the mm-hmm. show is fucking phenomenal man there's so there's a yeah. couple scenes that come to mind and i'll give you my favorite fight scene for for my hero but the scene where uh spoiler alert um all might's flame goes out yeah right yeah that's like i i i'm watching this during covid like we got sent home march 14th mm-hmm. i'm i started watching this march 16th Right. Mm-hmm. So my wife's the only one working at her place because they could only she was a general manager at her spot. So she was the only one working. They were mm-hmm. working on limited hours. They didn't you couldn't even come into the store. If you wanted to shop, you could go online or whatever it was. It was in the really early stages of COVID. Right. And she would come home because they would close for two hours and you know, because they were trying to save labor and all this other shit. So she would come home for lunch. And we're, we're watching this episode and it's on that episode with, with all Might and all for one, and they're mm-hmm. fighting and you see him do what every ladies and gentlemen, if you want to build a hero, take Deku, take all Might, take Batman and really yep. watch and listen to what they say and what they do when they say they will leave everything on the table. That is what a real hero is supposed to be. The hero doesn't think about his body. The hero doesn't think about his bones cracking. The hero doesn't think about his emotional, his mental, his physical well-being just being broken and shattered and destroyed. He's thinking about that person he is or she is thinking about that person that they're trying to save. That's yep. what a fucking hero is. And then you see All Might. Like I'm, I'm trying not to fucking cry now. But you see All Might give everything. Yep. And his flame yep. goes out. That scene is so fucking pow- and it's not even my favorite my hero fight scene but mm-hmm. i'm thinking about that fight scene and it's just it is beautiful like uh, so i'm sitting there um, i've literally got my hands on my head and i'm like dude and he's not even my favorite character chris sabach is my favorite voice actor because of piccolo right Uh, i'm sitting there i'm like please 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 don't fucking kill this guy please please i'm sitting my wife's looking at me and she's like you realize this is fake right and i'm like i really don't need negativity right now i need all the positive vibes i need all might to come out of this and she was like it's fake and i was like listen i've never fought a woman before but we're getting really close to fighting. (laughs) I'm about to flip this table. I'm about to flip this table right now. I'm sitting there and Uh, and I'm I'm getting worked up and I'm on the edge of my seat. Like mm -hmm. my palms are sweaty now thinking about that. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, dude. And I I was like, I don't think anything could hit me as hard as this. This, this scene hits me. Mm -hmm. And then you've got red riot. Yeah. The fight scene with red riot and fat. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, holy
0: fuck. Yes they they did that one so well i was man because that was the first arc that i had read ahead in the manga actually so i had i'd been experiencing my hero with with everybody else and then that arc i was just like i can't wait i have to have to read ahead i have to go read ahead so i read ahead uh and i was so insanely stoked for how they were going to do that for doing the doing the red riot kirishima arc i was just and man they nailed it man they nailed it it was so they good. You think so, they're going to kill so many people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like-
1: It's so Bakugo, Goat, as my buddy Ricky likes to say, greatest of all time, man. Uh, I I love him. Like I flip flop. There's I just can't pick one. Like if I had I I always try to cheat and say I'm going to pick one student. I'm going to pick one pro and then I'm going to pick one teacher. Eraser has always been my guy. So when Eraserhead comes out the first time you see him, I was like, oh, shit, they got a stoner for a teacher. This is my (laughs) people right he's got bloodshot eyes he's drinking a capri sun he's laying in a fucking sleeping <laughs> bag and he's rolling to get to places it's like this is this is yeah. me this is my right. People, right he's got the munchies that's why his eyes are red and then you see him and then i hear baku going. and i'm like oh shit i'm i'm a lot like him uh angry but i'd fucking fight for anybody i can right if, if you're my people you're my people right like, right I, i'll fucking die for my people yeah um and then endeavor dude yeah
0: endeavor. Dude, what what a fucking arc that guy has i you know like they did such a good job holding the arm up at the end of that season the 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 first time they introduce you to this guy you know they want you to hate his guts and they 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 pull that off what a scumbag this guy's gonna be a main villain by the end of this series he's gonna turn on the good guys and and go for power and you know just all this bad shit right like that's Exactly where I thought that was going to go. I thought Todoroki was going to have to take out his dad because he gets aloof with power and he's on the villain side. All that. J- nope. Completely. 180. That made him a rede- a redeemed care a redemption type character. Ah, oh, it's so good. And they do like again. I'm I'm ahead in the manga. Just you wait. There's yeah. more to come with Endeavor. Holy shit! Like it's so good what they do with him. Like I, I, I it's one of the one of the best arcs of a character ever and 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 people who like hey i love watching people react to my hero and like they see and oh fuck this fucking devil sucks and i'm just like yeah he does doesn't <laughs> he yeah he's, he's terrible <laughs> oh, he sucks all right you're never gonna like this guy you're
1: poking the bear
0: <laughs> it's like you're never gonna like this there's no way it's so fun so much fun because he, he just becomes so so endearing like you just you get this idea that he because you know people like flawed characters and yes. when you you have somebody that that is that flawed and that fucked up but it was just this this idea of this society that kind of like warped his brain and this this whole like drive for like being the best just warped him in the wrong way possible yeah and and it just like and it just got worse and worse and and uh him coming to grips with that and understanding himself for that and and alienating his children from it and it's just like man so so good so good i I absolutely love that character it really
1: is man and, and and what i what i love about that character is when you can see yourself in a character i think that's a a tr- a true mark of a true craftsman no matter what you can if you can see yourself mm-hmm. in something mm-hmm. either you're very very what's the word i'm looking for you're very very in tune that's not the right word you're mm-hmm. i just can't it'll fucking come to me halfway down this conversation but right. you're you're if you can see yourself in that character, right? And that's what I see with Endeavor. Mm. Every mistake I've made as a parent, I can mm. see that with the exception of splashing some hot water in my kid's face. Right. You know, just you see when you can relate to it, right? So I see Endeavor and I think, fuck, dude, I've been too hard on my oldest from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like my kids are going through some shit you know I, I, it took me a little while not it didn't take me a little while it took me a little while to get out of my own ego and out of my own way to sit there and think oh man everybody's going through shit even a fucking 12 year old is yeah. going through some shit man and and just seeing how he reacts and how he acts and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and i start seeing the stuff in endeavor i'm like dude is this one of those cautionary tales where i should i should I should learn from endeavor. So I don't have to make the mistakes endeavors made Mm -hmm. and show a little bit more love instead of like tough love. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing all of these, these characteristics in these characters, not so much just endeavor, but I'm Mm -hmm. seeing so many things throughout these characters. And I'm thinking about this fucking guy that created all this whole world. I was like, He's a fucking genius, man, because he, he makes you feel no matter how small of a role this character, This cast is huge of characters. My hero is fucking ama- like there's like 30 something characters that you're following through the entire series. And then you think like, oh, they're going to drop the ball on this character. No, by the end of the season, they've tied up every story to an extent. That they were talking about right they've also Mm -hmm. progressed those characters to another level no pun intended Mm -hmm. went plus ultra and then they're giving you another reason to either be afraid for these characters be happy for these characters Mm -hmm. or be uncertain for these characters because you just don't know what's going to happen anybody i've seen them kill pop not so much my hero but just anything in general i've seen them kill popular characters i mean Mm -hmm. they've killed batman fucking 13 times in the last decade you know i've seen them kill superman right if they can Mm -hmm. kill superman they can kill anybody in my hero in my opinion at least and superman's not even my guy but it's just they it's it's such an amazing show just for the simple fact that they suck you in with the story and then the character development is what gets me. The story arcs like we were just talking about with Endeavor. You feel for a dude that you think you're going to hate. And it's funny you thought he was going to be a villain at the beginning because I still think, and I don't know why, maybe it's just I've been conditioned this way. I still think All Might's going to turn into a bad guy, even though I know it's not going to happen. I, just, I You see a character that's inherently good like that, right? That's right. all they're pushing for. The first thing you think of is like, They're trying to put in, they're trying to put you at ease that this is the guy you can go to. This is Captain America. This is Superman. This is the or the symbol of hope, right? But then they're going to break your heart when they turn him bad, right? He's going to break bad. He's going to stay. He won't sell blue meth, but he's Mm going to break bad. And I don't know why I keep thinking about All Might turning bad. I think it'd be a great story if they did it that way. Like if he becomes all for one. Mm-hmm. But it, I just don't think it would work, man. But like I said, it, it's right. it's crazy to see yourself in these characters, and I think that's a, like I said, a true mark of a, a master at their craft is when you can see yourself in these yeah. fictitious characters.
0: Uh, Horikoshi is is kind of amazing with uh, with that with that whole thing, and I hope that this continues after he's he's on his final arc right now in the manga. Uh, yeah. He keeps saying that this story will wrap soon, yeah, but but he won't say that. It's the final story of my hero, so I'm hoping that there's like a a sheep where like okay, we get you know like maybe ten years later we'll get to enjoy these characters again, you know like or in, in the time frame we'll get more sto- more my hero stories. It's just, um, you know he 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 wanted to put a a, a repulsive a, a a repugnant amount of positivity in this is what he said uh, probably the wrong word but that's the translated word that they I use like. Yeah, a repugnant, a repugnant amount because it was like, uh, he he um he uh had two manga that was on Shonen Jump before and it they both got canceled and after a second one got canceled it had like a little bit of a run it had like it had like twenty five issues or something so it, it had a little bit of like a, a of success and then it got just like swiped out from under him real quick like sales crashed and it just went away and it was just like mm. so he was just feeling real down on himself and he just decided I'm gonna make something uh that is just every positive thought that I have. So he brought out his he got out his Spider-Man comics. He got out all of his American comics and he just started reading those and he just made something that's like a positive spin on 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 the on the Western hero type of, of thing. And that's what he created. And that and that's what everything is. Everything is just about positivity. You have these characters who are broken. You have Bakugo, who's broken. He's angry. He's uh narcissistic when he starts off. He just he's too full of himself. Um, because he's had nothing but praise his entire life up until that point. Now, when he's hitting challenges that he can't even overcome, he's he's breaking, like he's the visibly like like breaking down, uh, when Deku beats him, you know, in like, uh, in the little, uh, little verses things, uh, he can't believe that this guy that he was so above is now beating him and he can't handle that. So it could have been very easy to again, turn him heel, make him turn into a Sasuke and make him go bad. But he pushed through that and said like, no, this guy is the most determined guy in the world. He's not going to turn his back on his goal, which is to become the greatest hero, yes. and that was his goal, and he's not going to give up on that. And even though he's this jerk, and it's one of my favorite moments in all of my hero, is uh, is when is when is when is when he turns John Bakugo, because Bakugo the whole time he's had this attitude, he's been a jerk, he's been angry, he's been you know fiery, he hates Deku, he bullies people, he's a, he's a, doesn't remember people's names, an asshole, and then in the one of my favorite episodes of my hero actually too is uh, the sports festival arc when they're doing the chariot race where they're like uh you know they all have to like be grouped up or whatever and bakugo takes command to steal back the tags from from uh from class b um and there's this great moment of like you know like like eraser head and 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 uh uh, All Might are like narrating what's going through Bakugo's head. And it's just like, and it's just like, look, man, like, you, you you were going to settle with your with what with, with the numbers you have but that's not good enough to stop somebody who wants to be the best and it's just you know I, I butchered the whole thing but go watch that episode it's phenomenal and it's just like that difference of like wanting to be the best and he just he inspires his team with his crazy insane narcissistic ramblings it's so fun because it just it flips it it doesn't change his personality it just takes a different perspective of what he believes and now you have that perspective of what he's doing it's it's not about just him. It's about him wanting to be the best and why that's actually virtuous to an extent, even though he's done some bad things to get to that point. And, and maybe he can be better if we just, if we just teach him, if we just cultivate him a little bit. And that's, that's what the whole thing's about. It's about teaching. You know, that's great. I absolutely love that show. So yeah, good. It, so it, good. It,
1: and you've brought up, no, you've, you've dropped uh two, two wrestling references here. Oh yeah. We in squash match. We talked <clears throat> a little wrestling. I'm actually wearing uh, my The American Dream Dusty Rhodes t-shirt. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, one Stuff.
0: of the greatest of all time. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, see that? But, uh, what's that? See, that? see that peck tear from his son on Hell in a Cell? See that? See, I, I got to be real honest, man. Uh, for yeah. the
1: last February... February was a very tough, a tough month. That was when we lost my Um, father-in-law. Ever since then, I've got them all recorded. Like I I quit watching WWE when, when, when Braun Strowman was supposed to win the title. And then it was when Brock was on hiatus for like a year and a half, two years. And Brock comes back and there was rumors rumbling. And this is like, fuck, dude, this is like six years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. <clears throat> when they came out and the rumor was Brock was coming back. And then this is when people were still booing, still booing Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, Oh, this is Braun's. Like Braun was my guy. Like yeah. one of the funniest and best wrestling memories I ever had was when Braun and Roman were feuding and then they're on the outside of the ring. And then you see Roman start running up the ring and Braun Strowman picks up a fucking computer chair and chucks it. 20 fucking feet and hits Roman at a dead clip. And I'm like, (laughs) Holy shit, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then to get is. these hands. I still have the get these hands t-shirt. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite fucking t-shirts to wear because yeah. it always strikes up a conversation with somebody outside. They don't know what it is, and I have to explain to them. They're like, oh man, I laughed because I thought you were just trying to fight everybody. I was like, yeah. no, no, Braun Strowman can fight everybody. I just want to love everybody. I want to give everybody hugs, man. I don't want to fight anybody. I don't want to get hit. I've seen people fall and hit their heads. It's not good, man. Right. Um, but but I I I have Ever since my father-in-law passed away, I just have not been able to t- – I don't know what it is, man. I just – I try to go back to it. Um, yeah. And all I was watching was AEW. That's all I was yeah. watching. And then Cody leaves. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I understand why Cody left. Mm-hmm. He went out, and they told him he couldn't do something. He didn't want to do Stardust character anymore.
0: Nah.
3: He
1: wanted to do Dust – I do not want to say yeah. he wanted to do Dusty stuff, but he wanted to bring honor to that legacy. He, When you have a name like Rhodes, you mm-hmm. have a name like Flair – You've yeah. got a name. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm sitting here. I'm forgetting a lot of
0: these people. You want yeah. to bring honor to that name, and they weren't letting him do that. It, it it's such a great story too with that, because yes. uh, you know he 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 literally like and 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 that's why I think it was it was I was kind of shocked that he went back, but then when I thought about it, it was like you're right. That's all he wanted. That's literally all he wanted. He wanted to be on the biggest stage of of wrestling, WrestleMania. In WWE, uh, representing his his father's name, yes, um, and and he he tried to do that several times. He tried to do it in the smallest way possible of just getting a match with his brother on mm-hmm. WrestleMania. So he's like, "All right, fuck it, I'm making my own company, and me and Dustin are gonna kill it on that one." And they have their first match where they tear it up, and it they was tore the house down. Amazing, yeah. uh, still probably one of the best matches that. It wasn't AEW at the time, but that that promotion has ever done. It's one of the best matches they've ever done. And so to take that and then just prove to them, this is a name that can carry a show. Mm -hmm. And Vince and them, like, they just bring him back. And it's like, all right, it's just sort of that whole, all right, kid, you proved your point. Like, yeah. Come on back, and then they give him pretty much everything he wanted in that case, and it was impressive. But I haven't watched WB in a long time. I don't watch it regularly in a lot. I'll I'll catch up with the Roman Reigns segments. I was a big Strowman guy too. I thought they dropped the ball on that. I don't know if he pissed him off or if he had some like attitude problems backstage. That's possible. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff, but they dropped the ball on him completely. They absolutely should have dropped, put, put that belt on him like four separate times and they didn't do it it was bizarre uh, they, they could they, he could still be a top guy in that company right now if they'd done it oh, yeah. um, and uh, and uh, so I just sort of like checked out they they, they they messed up the fiend they messed up Ray Wyatt I just checked out with that I was just I've been so checked out with a lot of their stuff so I'll just catch like the stuff that I've been enjoying Roman reigns his whole comeback with the uh, being the, the mafia boss head of the table yeah. stuff fabulous crap love that stuff um and uh uh and that that's really what i'll watch but my br- my buddy eric invited me to come watch hell in a cell just because he wanted to hang i'm like i haven't watched a WWE pay-per-view since i watched wrestlemania but then i then it was yeah. rumbled so i hadn't watched so i'll come watch it and cody rhodes wrestles a f- full hell in a cell match the, with, with seth rollins with a torn pectoral muscle I don't know if you've seen pictures of this thing. No. It, he, he literally takes off the jacket. Like he takes off that side and then he takes off this side and it's just blood red all the way down his arm and all the way up his peck. And the crowd visibly just like, like they're getting excited and everything. And they visibly gasp and just shut up. Like no one's saying a word. Cause like, it's not makeup. He literally has a pectoral just completely off the bone and he finishes a match like that. I can't imagine how many painkillers he was on during that cuz
1: I got to imagine um, that just the 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 energy from the crowd cuz mm-hmm. that's what they say. They say you don't feel yeah. any of that shit during. Yeah. Like there's been so yeah. many times and I, I'm trying I I remember seeing you not supposed to say something like this because of what he did. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit was always my favorite wrestler mm-hmm. before he did what he did. Yeah. It, it's fucking it's so sad what happened i mean Mm -hmm. you you think about what happened his his finishing move was a diving headbutt he would do headbutts so you've got head trauma nobody knew Mm what ct everybody thought you you ring your bell you're you know it's quit being a pussy get up pull yourself up man it's it's everybody gets a stinger every once in a while they didn't understand what concussions were Mm -hmm. but i remember the first time i saw like an actual injury and then somebody worked through it was Triple H, and I believe it was Stone Cold Steve Austin when yep. Stone Cold turned heel, and then mm-hmm. uh, Triple H tears his hamstring. Right? Yeah, he tears his hamstring. Yep. And then it's Jericho and Benoit, and mm-hmm. Jericho like he's talked about it on his podcast a few times, um, where Triple because the finish was supposed to be Triple H was put in the walls of Jericho on the table, and he was supposed to tap, and then yep, yep. Jericho knows that he's hurt. And you see so many times where Jericho, like somebody will get hurt in a match, and like Jericho slapping the referee. You saw it with Neville when he was mm-hmm. back with WWE. Neville comes down and breaks his ankle, and then mm-hmm. the ref's not paying attention, so he's literally grabbing the ref and shaking him. He's like, "You fucking idiot! He's hurt!" And you see him, you know, shake up the mm-hmm. ref and so he's he's very cognizant of when somebody gets hurt because you're supposed to protect the people you're in the ring with. You right, know, right. Arn Anderson says if you go in there with five or ten fingers, ten toes, you're going to come back out with ten fingers, ten toes. You you know, your leg is going to be working, your arms going to be working. That's yeah. the that's the whole goal of a professional and right. then to know that triple h tears his fucking hamstring mm-hmm. and then jericho knows that everybody knows he's hurt he still gets up and obviously he's hobbled right yeah obviously he's hurt and then yeah. he tells jericho no put me in the fucking walls of jericho with a torn hamstring yep torn quadricep whatever it was it was something yeah. torn on was like I, I i failed science and anatomy and all that shit so yeah but, just to know that these guys are some of the toughest sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. All due respect when I say sons of bitches. Toughest yeah. SOBs of mm-hmm. all time. And they're sitting here doing this shit through the pain. Yeah. Nothing but respect, man. Like I said, Cody was my guy over AEW. I loved mm-hmm. him. I love MJF.
0: That, love MJF.
1: That that I I was so upset when I found out that CM Punk's pipe bomb interview was a was a was a work. It wasn't a shoot. Well, yeah. yeah. Coming out like yeah like like listening to that and I'm like, dude, this is fucking, this is, is, is CM Punk really saying he can't wait till Vince McMahon dies? Go, what right. the fuck is going on? I was yeah. like, this is crazy. I'm an adult at this point in time. I should right. not be able to suspend this much disbelief. I'm like, they're really right. letting him talk there. You know, you find out a couple of years later it's like, yeah, all that shit was, was they talked about I don't know how much of it was predestined and, right. and how much of it was worked out, but a lot of that was worked out beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you see somebody like MJF. MJF yeah. is... In my opinion, I'm gonna get so I'm gonna get so much heat. Another wrestling term. I think by the time and the only reason I say that is because Ric Flair is one of my favorite people of all time. Yep, I love Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. So this is no slide at Ric Flair. At the end of the day, I think MJF will be a better heel than Ric Flair. When here's why. Here's why, ladies and gentlemen. Before you, it's, Ric Flair got cheered all the time. Yeah, the only time I've ever heard mjf get cheered is when he was in his hometown mm-hmm. and yeah. even then you were still hearing people boo him yeah. yeah right so i hear this story and it was the story And uh, do you ever want you ever listen to any of, the, any of the podcasts for the wrestlers oh absolutely absolutely all the time it might have been arn's podcast right mm-hmm. conrad was talking about him hiring mjf mm-hmm. and then mjf coming over and he was doing like a panel or something along those lines and then this guy in a wheelchair rolls up and then he starts talking shit to MJF. And then MJF is never breaks character. He looks, he's like, well, look what I can do. And he's walking around on stage. He's like, look at me walking away with my two feet, like the whole scary movie thing. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is the most <laughs> perfect, perfect. If you want a piece of shit and that's the character yeah. you're playing, that's that guy. I mean, to tell, brody lee's son the 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 brody lee tribute show he goes on twitter after brody lee jr hits him in the head yeah, okay. with the kendo stick and he's a like, fuck that kid and then every comment is like dude brody just died he's like i don't give a fuck fuck that kid i'm like <laughs> this this dude is gonna get shot
0: stabbed and kicked all in the same night <laughs> he is so good at it not, not only is he great at being a heel and i think i agree with you i think when it's all said and done he will probably be the best heel in wrestling It's it's hard to say because like rick flair of course was during a time when a lot of people didn't know it was 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 a work so yeah, yeah. you know it, it was it, that people didn't know that stuff nowadays everybody kind of knows but he still gets those good reactions when you talk about it in like the terms of like Playing a role or something like that, like like I think he will because he has those he has those people to stand he has he's standing on the on the on the on the shoulders of giants in that way so he but he's but he's learning he's cultivating it and even uh, Jim Cornette at one point talked about like like there was one guy who I worked with when when we were down in Me- when he was doing a little bit of down in Memphis uh, with the NWA stuff with uh, with Billy Corgan. And he said there was one guy that was there. This is prior to AEW, who would who would ask questions about every aspect of what we were doing, and that was MJF. He yeah. would come over to the guys who were doing like like just just doing like the like like uh uh the TV and like work, working out when we we're gonna hit our spots and everything. MJF and ask questions. What are they doing there? Why do you need to know that? All that stuff. He is determined to be the best he could possibly be at this, and he's just he's just so naturally gifted at getting people to fucking hate you yes not only is he good at being a bad guy he's good at being a bad guy while pretending to be nice yeah like i've seen him do bits where he's just talking to people who don't know he's a wrestler And he's still talking like an arrogant asshole. And it's like, you're gaining, they're not a fan. You're gaining nothing from this. It's like a maid in a hotel. And he's just like, that's right, baby, I'm famous. Like, he's like, like feigning being like a smarmy, like asshole to this, to this maid, who's never going to watch him in wrestling, but he's just keeping the character going. It's so good. He's so good at it. And, and sometimes, and, and when you're that good at it, You don't know when the line is going to be blurred, just like punk punk is really good at naturally cutting a promo, which is why you would think like I like, you know, it it, without without the cognitive, without the cognitive thought of like, they wouldn't give him airtime if he's going to say all this stuff but then sometimes like people will go a little bit rogue and go into business for themselves for things so when he makes when he the way he delivers things doesn't feel fake it doesn't feel scripted yes and, and mjf has that as well they're, they're both very like real they feel like it's coming from their gut it's yes. like they're mad they're angry eddie kingston's that way too eddie kingston's oh. great at cutting a promo Dude. he's he's so good at cutting a promo and he he doesn't have the physical specimenry but he does look like a mechanic that'll hit you in the head with a wrench and uh there's he, there's a lot a, of fun There's a
1: couple people on that roster, Eddie Kingston, like talking, talking about this now makes me want to go back and watch the last four months that I've, I've got recorded on the DVR downstairs. Yeah. But it's, it's Eddie King, like there's been plenty of times where I've just like, you know, I'm just not going to watch wrestling anymore. I just, I, you fall in and out of, out of love with things, wrestling being one, because Mm it's, it's. I was perfectly okay with just the one show. I didn't need a second show. Like I understand it from a business standpoint, you want to get as much content out there, but at a right, certain right. point in time, it's like the same thing with Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Raw had a champion, SmackDown had a champion. It it, it, it waters down the product when you've got yeah. all these champions that I'm the best, no, I'm the best, and you're in the same company. Like, oh man, yeah. It, I get it but it, at the end of the day it's very hard to get into. Mm-hmm. But there's been plenty of times where I've like you know I'm, I think I'm done with wrestling and then I'm just I'm just hanging out watching watching this episode' I was like I've, it's like what every addict says man after this one hit i'm done man you're never gonna mm-hmm. see me drink and never see me do drugs again right and eddie kingston came on yeah this was right after dmx died and he i mean i don't think he had a, a promo about dmx but he definitely definitely dropped dmx in there a few times on what an inspiration was and how he looked up to him and then just looking at him when like i said when you can see yourself in a character you relate to that character and you you will ride or die for that character it's the same thing yep. in animation is the same thing in sports same thing in sports entertainment the same thing in professional wrestling when mm-hmm. you can see somebody that has so sure and cocksure cock is a, i guess it's a great word when mm-hmm. you know like when you can believe and you know it's fake when you can believe that you think that whatever they're saying they're actually going to go out and do that you're like Mm -hmm. dude is this is this real Mm man eddie kingston eddie kingston like i said mjf are on that line those those two guys have brought me back to the show and that 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 uh that promo mjf did a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. where he called tony Khan a fucking mark (laughs) i was i'm sitting here and and i i i wasn't watching anything and then my phone starts blowing up by my buddy jason and he's a he's knee deep in this shit he's like dude 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 and then my other friend Shane he started to message me and all these people that I I talk wrestling with they're all messaging me He's like turn on AEW now and I'm like dude I'm in bed I'm oh can
0: can I get your friends list I don't have any friends who like message me about wrestling I have like three (laughs) other friends okay so we'll like watch pay-per-views but we they never like watch the weekly shows or like we yeah. never like talk about it Ah, man can i get your friends list anyway go on they sorry they, have them. they suck as friends anyways <laughs> yeah. most, most wrestling fans do suck as friends. Yeah. you're not wrong yeah they're <laughs>
1: shitty friends Not yeah, shitty. Uh, shitty people for sure um right. but but just like like i watched that back and i'm like fuck and then i knew it was a work when they were like he's been removed from the roster I was like right
0: oh yeah i guess this yeah which is fine i yeah uh, Yeah. i because like they've been building this up and like i everything that comes from mjf i just kind of think is a work anyway because he never turns it off anyway so it's like i can't ever but so there's always that little bit where you think like oh maybe maybe this is real maybe he's actually gonna go to go to vince or whatever but it, it just like when, when i when i knew it was at work was after aw's last pay-per-view and tony khan had his little presser and they were like so what about the mjf uh issue you know it's like where he's like maybe he's he's like he, they were talking about he was gonna no show uh blow and stuff like that yeah. it's like and he asked so they asked they asked tony khan crazy wide-eyed talk about anything tony khan uh any comments about mjf and he said no comments i'm like bullshit you have never not had a comment in your life, sir. This is a work. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are working this. So, but yeah, that's the, That it, it's great. It, it's it's great entertainment. I love AEW. Even it, like, you know, like there are people that kind of think AEW is like a perfect product and it's got some, it's it's got got some, some flaws for sure. It's got some flaws. It, it always has, but like, it just, it's nice to have something new. It's nice to see like a, a different type of product that's out there that's doing something new and has- Iron this,
1: sharpens like, iron. You need company. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And, and, and I feel like WWE just been dull for a long time. And they, they, they get that Saudi money, they get that NBC money and that Fox money. And they just don't give a shit about what they're putting on TV. Like, I just like, and the only people that really get it are like the people who are like, have that influence. You have Roman who's got the, 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 the Anawahi family. So like they get to do what they want. So here's, here's Roman being like, I'm going to be this guy and I'm going to do this every week. And that, and that's, he's been the most consistent thing in, in, on Raw. and 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 on smackdown and and he's been the best thing like in wb for a while um so and and they have little little bits of things but mostly it's just like fucking happy corgan like i don't give a fuck about any of this like i don't care dude like i can't get behind any of this stuff they 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 waste shinsuke they waste asuka they waste all these characters
1: i was so pissed about shinsuke
0: oh and and i hear shinsuke and asuka like they're older. They're in their twilight of their their career, and they're perfectly happy just taking the paycheck. That's yeah. fine. But I'm an I'm an old New Japan Mark. So when I heard Shinsuke's coming, I'm like, let's go. And then they just kind of do nothing with him, and he kind of simmers around. It's like, all right, it, it sucks. But you know, as long as Shin's happy, I'm cool. But you know, whatever. But it his just, theme it's-
1: song is so dope so good so good (laughs) so pumped like I didn't know anything about him I had not watched wrestling in a long time Mm -hmm. I got back into wrestling so I was I'm from Orlando Florida so TNA was bumping down here Mm -hmm. TNA when they had that six-sided ring was one of the coolest things of all time and then they get rid of it and go to the four-sided ring I'm like you guys are idiots You, you can't compete with wwe the only thing that you can do is be different and you took yep. away the one thing that made you different <laughs> yep i loved AJ. I, I love samoa joe
0: oh yeah you know i i i have a quote from that day uh when eric bischoff and hulk hogan introduced the new tna ring and the the new look of of tna and i was just like uh, it's like ah here's the new direction uh we're, we're bringing tna into new directions here's a four-sided ring in the nasty boys <laughs> it's like congratulations like this is your new t and like fuck you Hogan, get out of here <laughs> like, they did uh, a lesson
1: with the with the failing of wcw yeah seriously um, and but like, yeah just seeing she and shinsuke come on for the first mm-hmm. time and then you hear and then he goes right into the theme song like dude what mm-hmm. the fuck is it and this guy comes out and i'm like does yeah. he think he's michael jackson like what the fuck is going like and i'm pretty going, much and then I for the life of me, I can't remember who he had his first match with. And it it's it's here and I can't I can fucking I see think, it, but I just can't see uh, it. I believe it was Dolph Ziggler. Didn't he have Ziggler? Dolph fucking Ziggler, which was yeah. another like mm-hmm. I got into I, I started watching WWE again probably 2013 is when I started watching it again, 2014, mm-hmm. somewhere around there because I was deployed so much. I got off the deployment, I'm on shore duty. Um, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna start watching wrestling, and Dolph Ziggler got me into it. Dolph mm-hmm. Ziggler. I'm going to get heat for this one. The second coming of fucking HBK, man. Like his, Mm -hmm. he sold better than he was selling when nobody else was selling in WWE. That's what gets you, man. You see the pain that these guys are going, pain these guys are going through. Mm -hmm. Um, You see them happy when they win. You see them fucking pissed and sad when they lose. Like him, his facial features, like everything Mm -hmm. about him. Like he's a great looking fucking dude. He's a stud you know mm-hmm. look like a million bucks could wrestle his ass off and you find yep. out he's an amateur wrestler and if whatever he wanted to do with whatever person was going to happen because he he had that amateur background right mm-hmm. and then that kind of led into you know I love seeing AJ I you know I love the Wyatt family Bray Wyatt was mm-hmm. so underutilized so fucking underutilized yes. man yes he can't sit here and say he's the the eater of all worlds
0: and he loses every single every. fucking pay-per-view goddamn match every big every match, match. he never you can't do it you can't do that this is like and then he kept losing and then then they they're they gonna reinvigorate him with the fiends and i'm like all right cool and they they bring him in and he's he's killing finn Balor, he's killing all these guys and then and then he then he gets beat up so bad by seth rollins and hell in a cell they have to end the match and that was the last day i had my network account i cut it off that day that night i was like Fuck you! I'm done. <laughs> like, like this is bullshit. uh man. Yeah, Shins- Shinsuke
1: coming in, and then I was a fan, and then I was like, "Dude, are they burying this guy?" I was like, <laughs> "He would win. He would win some. Some." And, and this is not a dig at any of the talent because I can't. I can't do the worst style of animation. I couldn't do right. Yeah. You know, and that's not like I said. It's not a dig at anybody because there's just stuff for you. There's stuff not for me. But when I'm seeing him lose to people, I know he is physically better than
0: I was like, or you don't just, yeah, or just even like people that haven't even been presented in a manner like you could say they're able to town the world. How are they being presented on the product at that time? Isn't even to the level that you would imagine that they would even beat shinsuke you know it's like or he hasn't this guy hasn't been on tv in weeks and like like jeff hardy who hasn't been on like like seven weeks he hasn't been on tv comes back beats shinsuke in like one week and then shinsuke walks away like what why 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 would that happen like nothing against jeff hardy jeff hardy's like always had plenty of great stuff in the past and like he'll always have that but he hasn't been on he hasn't been presented as a star in any way and here's a guy who has been and you've you've You fed him to this guy for no reason than just to get a cheap pop for, for a Jeff Hardy comeback. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I I just, I I don't know why you book it that way. It doesn't, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. Um, And that that's the biggest problem with with WWE is that they don't really have any consistency with, with what they want to do. They seem to just forget what they did last week and just do what's going on this week. I, I, I always tell people, if someone wants to watch raw, Just catch up anytime. Just watch an episode. You'll be just as caught up as anyone that's been watching it for months. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah, It doesn't matter. They they, they don't have consistency. Whereas AEW, I think, has too much consistency. I think Tony Khan sticks to plans way too much when he could learn to shift a little bit um, and and go towards another direction that would really benefit the product because someone's kind of they're moving a lot faster than they had planned or like they're really getting a pop. You probably want to go this direction rather than let that simmer off and don't do anything with them because otherwise you can lose it. So, um, and he's done that a few times. I think Adam page was kind of a, I think his, his title reign wasn't a great title reign because I don't think that they had it properly there. He, he didn't, the fans softened on him getting the belt. He was good chasing, but then when he got it, they didn't have anything lined up. Because they got Daniel Bryan, who was doing all the work in that feud, uh, Brian Danielson doing all the work there. And then eh, again, physically, Adam Page is amazing in the ring, but for some, there's something about him chasing. There's something about him being a fun loving guy that people enjoy. And then he loses that when he has the belt. He tries to be serious. And it's like, I don't want Adam Page to be serious. <laughs> like, I want him to be a cowboy. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, cowboy you know, shit you know.
1: for
3: sure,
0: man. Yeah. One of,
1: one of my favorite. So there was what I loved about AEW was the fact that they were giving so many of the folks that did not get a fair push on mm-hmm. WWE or have not gotten a fair push on any kind of, any kind of indie, they gave them a home and they gave them a chance to either succeed or fail. It was all on them. Right. right. Yeah. FTR was one of them. Yeah. I'm so glad they got oh, a shot. Yeah. Greatest tag team. I'm going to say this right now. Greatest tag team of all time. I know yeah. a lot of people go are and um a lot of people go the the hardy boys or a lot of people Dudley. i'm a, Dud- I'm a dudley's guy i love the yeah. dudleys but you know, ftr it, is great F- my god you want to talk about heat seeking missiles? i love the lucha <laughs> brothers too like mm-hmm. fucking uh, getting up there and them doing the fucking and then diving off of. i'm just i'm blown away every single time I see that, like I love luchador. like tag team wrestling is my favorite style of wrestling. Same I here. love Lucha wrestling too. I fucking, there was a point in time. Uh, was it Lucha underground? Was that uh, the, yep. Lucha underground? Yep. I, was, I couldn't think of the name. I was, I was watching Lucha underground every chance I got, man. Cause it was like a Telenuevo And then it was like a wrestling <laughs> show. I was like, man, this is really fucking yep. cool. I like this. I like this split that they're doing here. Yeah. Um, FTR was great. And and one one thing I'm so happy that AEW did, uh, because he never would have gotten a chance over in WWE, was my man Orange Cassidy. I fucking loved, like that was the first AEW t-shirt I bought. Um, Yeah i don't think they would have like they would have killed that character and i think if mjf would have went over before mjf did what he's done these last few years i think they would have probably killed his character too or mm-hmm. he would have just gotten upset with the people it would have been bad blood on both sides because he just mm-hmm. seems like he's very he knows what he wants he knows how to get there and he doesn't really want anybody to get in this type of way and i don't know the person right you know, but that's just the vibe you kind of get from that person. He's like, he's got a goal set in mind and he's going to achieve that goal, no matter who stands in his way. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, the other person, um, she had the greatest women's match. And then I'll put this match up there. She had Mount Rushmore of matches I've I've ever seen. It was fucking Dr. Britt Baker, DMD and Mm -hmm. Thunder Rosa at the unsanctioned match. I bought that t-shirt. Yeah. that was the first women's uh women's wrestling t-shirt i ever bought like her mm-hmm. dripping the blood down on her mm-hmm. face and i'm just like i'm watching this 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 fight or this match and this is like one of the first matches where i've like rewound it and watched it over again i was like this yeah. is this is a masterpiece this is this is art this is this is perfection
0: yeah it was epic. better than this yeah it was epic it was, it was fantastic man like i uh i actually missed the Britt baker belt the the, the 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 like I like the new one but like I don't know something about the the Britt Baker one with the little little oval I, I like that one a lot um yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a great show man and we we've talked about wrestling a lot <laughs> we could probably split this into two podcasts well,
1: like, we probably could man probably and it's could. uh it's pretty close you're an hour behind right yeah, I'm an hour behind, so yeah. Okay, yeah. There. So it's about 10 o'clock, man. So we'll, we'll wrap this up. And like I said, I, I would love to do a part two, man. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Like I said, absolutely. I, you never know where these these conversations are gonna go. That's why it's called I, I was <laughs> I was trying so hard to come up with a name for this podcast, right? I was so hard. <laughs> and the one thing I didn't want to do is what I've leaned into over the last almost two years now. Is I didn't want to specifically talk animation. I talked about it a little bit on your podcast, yeah. Watching Ninja Turtles, just want to talk Ninja Turtle stuff, and that kind of yeah. been like I'd run out mm-hmm. of people to talk to so i like animation like comic books like movies like this like that that's how this one came about and then it wasn't until i'm sitting in the car and then i'm pretty sure like i i wish i could go back in time so i could steal the name of your podcast because it's great animation destination is such a fucking perfect 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 (laughs) yeah Um, so hats off to you for that one but uh, um we're in we're in the car and my wife's driving and and then the cranberries the zombies come on nice and it's on mm-hmm. the chorus and it's in your head. And then I'm sitting there, I'm singing along and I'm not thinking about anything. I'm trying to think of an actual name. And my wife, her name is Katie, slaps me in the arm and she's like, that's what should be your name of your podcast. And I was like, mm-hmm. Cranberries? And she's like, no. I was like, <laughs> Zombies? She's she like, no, listen What's... to the chorus. <laughs> She was like, "What's in your head?" And she was like, "You've always got this stupid, crazy shit in your head, and I don't want to talk to you about it." So <laughs> that's what she name it. What's in What's in your head?" And I was like, oh, "I mean, I guess that's a that's, cool name. That's
0: brilliant. Um, I mean, I, sometimes that's I like your, the name,
1: sometimes I hate the name, but I, I've, it's grown on me more. That's great. Yeah.
0: That's your That's your fucking stone cold moment,
1: dude. It's like <laughs> her well, stone cold moment.
0: Yeah. Well, but but his British wife came over to him and said, "Yeah, drink your drink your tea before it gets stone cold." Yeah that's your name and was, that's where he got the stone cold name so there you go you just you just fucking brought it back to wrestling man. right i did that's the best I, animation podcast out there man so. man i see if, if i if i can bring it back to a cartoon or wrestling i'll fucking do it because i love both <laughs> of them so happens all the time by the way uh team revenge of the shredder video game tomorrow so yeah there's yeah, been a lot so, of uh, a lot of people talking so. about it online a mm-hmm. lot of reviews
1: are saying it's fucking a a uh what is it? What, what was the term it was a return to something um yeah. fuck
0: return it. I'm, i don't know I'm return to that. sender because it sucks no uh no it's uh, it's uh just a return to form i would imagine that's it right there yeah. That's
1: seen so many people saying that so yeah. many of the articles that are coming out about as a return yeah. to rare form or a return to form some shit like that yeah um, but yeah, like I said, we could go fucking fuck, talk another couple hours, but we'll split it here and come back on for <laughs> another part too, man. Uh, but before Absolutely. we go, there's a couple things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when I have people on, uh, they I always ask them a couple of the same questions like uh, oh. who inspired you and all this other shit, man. Uh, but two questions we've actually been doing a lot lately, and by we, I mean I, uh, is your Mount Rushmore. So you have four people. Plus one now Mm -hmm. with this Mount Rushmore. I used to start it was just animators or writers or people in the animation field. But what I found out was there's so many people that are inspired. Like I've heard Van Halen on here, Mm. um, I've heard uh painters you know so you don't have to k- keep it strictly just animation but since you are the animation destination podcast i feel like you're the fourth most person talking about animation mm-hmm. um you're very intelligent when it comes up to this 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 medium that we all love so mm-hmm. i got to imagine you've got four animators so you get four animators like i said okay. they can writers storyboard artists or anything like that so sure, four sure. plus one
0: is your honorable mention so who would be on your mount rushmore mm. okay four plus one uh for my mount rushmore gendy going on there hard stop nothing's yeah. nothing's uh nothing's coming off coming off of there so Gendi, absolutely um man um I know there's gotta be one of the main animators in Japan but I'll leave them off for now because I could probably do a whole one <laughs> of just anime producers uh for that one um uh but actually you know what I'm gonna go ahead and say it so we got uh we got uh Gendy Tarkovsky it's hard to not say Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's not an animator per se, but he did so much for animation and and did and and did so much for that. So, I definitely put on uh, Walt Disney. Uh, he's he's got to be, you know, you, you can put any of the as as we say the nine old men on there, but absolutely Walt Disney goes on for sure. Um, Ooh, man! Uh, and for personal personal reasons, I'm leaning towards Craig McCracken. Craig McCracken's up there, but actually, you know, who is, who I'm going to say, uh, um, uh, oh man, I, I can't think of her name. Who's the voice cast? Uh, uh, who's the woman who does all the voice casting of everything on the planet that is going to drive me crazy. Is it Amanda, Amanda Connors, Amanda? Oh man. Um, uh, let me let me talk about something while I look that up real quick.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about how you're trying to put this person on your Mount Rushmore. You can't name it. I'm just kidding. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah. So is it? Is she just a casting director? Or yeah, she's the
0: casting director for like literally everything. Um, um, man Am- Is it Amanda? Something. I can't remember her name. That's going to drive me crazy. I All right. As soon
1: I- as we get off this call, it'll yeah. come right back. And then you're it'll gonna come hit, right back to me. You're going to hit uh, stop, or you're going to take off your headphones. You're going to flip the fucking table because that's. <laughs> Flip the it, it, table. That should be the next name of our our sh- get
0: together. It should be the next one. Yeah. Uh, there, there's that. Uh, there's her. I'd put her on the voice casting one though. So you know what, I could probably do a whole voice cast one as well. So you know what, I'm gonna put a Craig McCracken and Lauren Faust on there because yeah. I think that uh, uh, they're they're of the newer breed and everything. But, but Lauren Faust, like, she has made hit after hit after hit after hit, um, and everyone needs to give her more work. Period. And I, I don't. Another one that Sony dumped, by the way, yeah. <laughs> they had her on for Medusa and they were going to make a Medusa movie with uh, produced by Lauren Faust. And they, and they, 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 they ditched that one completely. It was such a, such a big, such a uh, sad, sad day. Um, and then another one would be the uh, writer storyboard director. I would definitely go with Aaron A. Haas, uh, mm-hmm. who did uh, the, uh, who did a lot of the writing for uh, Avatar, the last airbender and uh, currently dragon prince. Um, I, there's, I don't know if there's anyone who does characters as good as him, uh, in animation. Yeah. Maybe the guys that do Arcane, cause good God, but <laughs> like car- the characterization from Arne Haas is, 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 is fantastic. If you ever watched Avatar, all the best characters, if you ever watched Mission Hill, all the best characters, like just... Great stuff and then great characterization in, in Dragon Prince, which is finally coming back as well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's my five. I've got Gendy, got um, uh Walt Disney, Aaron Ahaz, uh McCracken and Faust. So there you go
1: so beautiful and then the second one we like to do is uh if you had two books that you could recommend as far as animation fans if you got an animation there's so many people that are in the animation field that listen to this podcast and there's so many people that are trying to break into the animation field <laughs> um so anytime we can give them some help and what to look for as far as books go but you got any personal favorites when it comes to animation books uh
0: yes there is uh the complete works of alex toff Oh Um, man. I'm so glad you brought that one up. Yeah. Uh, Alex Toth, Alex Toth or Toth. I actually don't know how to say his name. Uh, uh, but let's go. He's got a bunch of them, but we'll go with, uh, we'll go with the, uh, the, one of the ones that I own that is fantastic. Genius animated, uh, the cartoon art of Alex Toth. Um, he did all of the Hanna-Barbera stuff. He did, he designed space ghost. Uh, he designed, uh, literally all those Hanna-Barbera things. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, birdman um uh everything that you'll find on uh hannah uh super adventure show uh he did fundar the, the barbarian he did that one as well uh, he ones. just literally everything and it's just all this wonderful great art that he did and he's a prominent comic book artist as well but but he is probably mostly known for just all of the the the, the, the cartoon art of 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 doing that and uh and that's definitely one i i, I would I, I would like to throw out there for sure um, i would it be too would it be too cliche to throw out the animation survival guide the animator oh. survival guide yeah so there you go animator survival guide which is actually um, uh, fairly available now it used to be very very expensive and very uh, out i the, the copy i have is like a is like a busted up copy from a library that i bought like third hand off of some ebay thing and it's just like i got it for real cheap because it's just a busted copy of this thing uh but man like uh it's definitely if you want to get into animation because i i it's a it's a bit of a rough read if you're not wanting to do that (laughs) because it is very succinct and technical and just all about weight and and putting on this is the guy that that directed roger rabbit you know like this is the guy that made Roger Rabbit, so you know, like everything is so succinct and 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 just so educational in how to do all that stuff. And it just it's things that I I can't even fathom in learning how to do because I, I I try to draw more, but I man, it what a talent that guy is. It's just 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 pretty amazing. So animator Survival Guide, absolutely is, is definitely on there for sure. That so.
1: book. I'm glad you brought up the. Uh, was it was a Genius Animated. Was yes, Jean- yes yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna once we get off this call i'm gonna go ahead and buy that one because i've been i've been waiting to get an alex toth book because his yeah. his character design second yeah. to none it is it, beautiful
0: yeah so it's one of the best actually I'm, I'm i'm knocking craig mccracken off alex toth going on my animation <laughs> list sorry sorry craig <laughs> your wife stays on but <laughs> like <laughs> i'm knocking you off alex toth because i just it just it just now hit me when you asked me about a book because that's my favorite it's my favorite animation book. Is that one? Just because it's just, yeah. He he has this like he has this sense of realism. It's it's like the the nine old men. They have this sense of realism. You just bought. Um, we both just bought. Um, uh, Mark Davis. Mark Davis. And and like looking through his stuff, like my like the way he can draw like wildlife and and things like that just looks so real. But then you get to the face, and it's this fun, happy, cartoony face. And he just like the way he melds these two things together uh toth is the exact same way it's just like it's just like you he has realism and like like body proportions completely right but it's just so simplistic because he knows animation we don't need all these lines we don't need all these lines here it's it's, it's, it's we have to animate it we have to get it like real simple so it's brilliant genius stuff genius stuff
1: it really is man like i said i've really enjoyed this conversation man
0: absolutely uh,
1: very rarely do we get to go off the reservation and go. I think this is the first time we've ever talked Jackie Chan movies on this podcast. <laughs> nice. I mean, we've talked a little wrestling here and there on, on this one for sure. And obviously we've talked animation. We went super deep into yeah. Um, But that, like I said, that's what's so fun about this meeting because you never know where these conversations are going to go. And they're always fun. So Absolutely. like I said, I really appreciate it. I didn't realize it's fucking been two hours that we've been talking. It's so. <laughs> fine I, by me, man. Yeah, time kind of flies by, man. But uh as we as we wind down and wrap up here, man, where can the fans go and find out? Anything that Brandon's is working on for animation destination, man. Plug Anywhere.
0: Show absolutely. Anywhere you can go, you can go to animationdestination.com. That will take you directly to my podcast feed. I am working on animationdestination.com as a as a standalone website. Uh, that will be coming soon. I've got I've got uh, episode reviews all ready to go uh, on certain uh, shows that I've been wanting to do of old stuff. I'm I'm basically just trying to create a repository of like of like uh of animation and stuff like that. I want to yeah. really like I want to make it a destination, you know, like that that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh but uh animationdestination.com right now goes directly to my feed. Go check that out. Uh destinationcomics.com/dnn uh that's where you can find all of our other podcasts on there. I'm sadly the only currently active podcast on there, but uh, we're trying to get some more guys back in to to get that revitalized. I talked to my buddy, Brian, a little while ago, who's going to probably bring some of those back. So uh, destinationcomics.com slash DNN. uh, And you can also check me out on Facebook at Animation Destination. uh, And you can check me out on Instagram. I'm not super active yet, but I will be more active on Instagram uh, at Animation Destination as well. So there we go.
1: And then the last question, if you had, well, actually this is 2 part real quick. So if you had one episode you think that you could hook people on your podcast right away with, what episode would you throw out there to say is probably one of the funnest times you ever had? And you can always say the What's in My Head podcast collaboration. That's, pretty That's good. true. That was a good one.
0: <laughs> but uh, which episode would you tell fans like, this is what this show is all about? man uh you know it 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 hurts to say it because i can't say the star wars visions episode
2: because because (laughs) i
0: completely fucked up the audio of that one that is my favorite episode we've ever done um and i i i botched the recording of it it is listenable barely but there's this giant reverb and it sucks and i'm just so mad at myself over it but that that's one of my favorite episodes of all time um but uh really honestly if 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 I had to point one out that was really particular um, man it's in any of the honestly um, uh, primal season one is a really yeah. fun episode I talked with Mitch about that one uh, me and Mitch have a good time uh, I loved our cane episode that's me and Mitch as well I guess Mitch is I like Mitch a my... lot man I've never Mid- met him never talked to him but he's you guys got a really good uh, chemistry great dude mitch is awesome I, I hang out with him all the time uh he's a lot of fun uh yeah uh the, the um man it, it's it's hard to come up with one in particular i'm trying to think here any of the my hero academia ones are good uh oh gee whiz uh, it, I, i'm trying to think of one that's like that's really sticking out in my head you
1: know what i'm uh, getting you know what i'm hearing from this is like all of your episodes are fun man you when you yeah. when you listen to somebody that has so much joy and so much fun that mm-hmm. translates when you get excited man i go and watch these just like like i told you earlier your latest episode with love death and robots i haven't watched but the first half of the first season and i was more hyped after listening to that the review or the ranking episode you guys did. I was like dude fuck i need to hurry up and get on the suey so i can <laughs> sit here and either shit on brandon because he's got horrible picks or agree with with or shit on his <laughs> friends because they have horrible picks. So right. it's, it's you, when you have that infectious, just joy of something that translates, right? So I really, because I really enjoy your podcast. I haven't had a bad episode experience yet. I don't think it'll ever happen because you've had 300 and what are you on, three now? 304 <laughs> episodes? Uh,
0: 304, yep. 304, yeah. Yeah. So episodes. I mean, I, I haven't found a bad one. I haven't found a stinker yet, man. So. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And and uh, yeah, if I if I had one in particular, uh, uh, I, again, I think honestly, if you if you went and you uh, if you listen to the to the first uh, ranking uh, of uh, Love Death Robots is a great one too. But I'll tell you exactly the ones that I will recommend. Okay, episode ninety nine, episode ninety nine, and then from there go to episode 103 because that is one of my favorite things I ever did, which was March of the eighties. So I did a whole thing in March where I covered five, there were five, there were five Thursdays in March. So I was able to do five episodes for that. And I covered all of the top eighties cartoons. Oh, that's cool. 99 was He-Man. 100 was my favorite Thundercats. That was my first 100 episode. Uh, 101 was GI Joe or 101 was Transformers. 102 was GI Joe, and 103 was the Hidden Gem Visionaries, uh, which is an absolute love of mine from from the the 80s era of of animation. Uh, uh, this is another Hasbro one, and, uh, and that, that's a fun little gimmick week where I do this little thing at the beginning uh, where I talk about the the I, I do a lot of the same information that uh, the toys that made us did yeah. for their documentaries and I'm really upset that like Toys That Made Us did it and like made it all famous. I'm like I talked about that stuff years ago. But uh <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's definitely that's definitely the three that I would that that I would that's definitely the the, the time that I would tell you to go is go listen to He Man Master of the Universe episode 99. Definitely that's the one. So
1: beautiful yeah. well, like I said this has been a real blast and a real treat for me. I can't wait to do this again. yeah Uh he's been brandon with the animation destination i've been julian with the west of my head podcast and this has been another piece of your childhood good night my guest next week is kyle Abair, the voice of gohan from dragon ball z and fat gum from my hero academia enjoy the teaser uh you had a choice of taking thick gum or thin gum out to dinner who you taking out and who's paying for the bill that that second part was my part of the question but
3: i think i'll take out fat gum because he knows how to have fun with food you know all the muscle bound in shape people they're not going to go too crazy i mean yeah they're going to need lots of calories and carbs and all that but it's not necessarily all the fun stuff with the with the creams and the gravies and all that stuff all the fried stuff that that hardens your arteries and gives you diabetes and all this fun negative health stuff let's just go out with with fat gum yeah because he's a big lovable squishy dude he's there's a lot to love and i imagine that he knows all the greatest restaurants to hit
1: where are you taking him
3: good god man i'm (laughs) in la there's so much great food here there's a a local joint here in burbank called chili john's Mm -hmm. not normally a chili guy but hot spicy beef chili on top of rice
1: that's the kicker
3: throw some a little bit of apple cider vinegar on top just to just to cleanse the oh, palate yeah. just a little bit some onions cheese and sour cream Woo! that's good and of course sushi's great here oh dude. you Now just just load up on uh hand rolls or or whatnot man i love spicy tuna anything salmon anything
1: sushi and chili man that's going to be a smelly 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 car ride on the way home man
3: it will it will and then we have to get good pizza too there's there's you know depending on what kind do you want do you want chicago style do you want new york style do you want there's all kinds here this is the melting pot literally here